This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, September 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The case of missing Gabby Petito took a tragic turn Sunday when police found human remains during their search for her, and officials are working to determine whether the discovery could answer questions regarding what happened to the 22-year-old. An autopsy is scheduled for Tuesday, saying officials would confirm the identity of the remains through photographs, personal identification, and DNA. Petito has been traveling had been traveling with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, on a road trip through several western states. Laundrie returned to his home in Northport, Florida without her on September 1st, according to police, and her family reported her missing on September 11th. The remains were found as authorities conducted a search around a camping area in the National Forest of the eastern edge of Grand Teton National Park. Her family has been ide- uh, notified of the discovery, though a full forensic identification will be needed to confirm it is Petito. Authorities also need to identify the cause of death. The area around Spread Creek campsite will remain closed to the public until further notice and authorities continue to ask for tips for, from anyone who may have seen Petito, Laundry, or the vehicle that they had been traveling traveling in, police said during a news conference on Sunday. Petito's father, Joseph Petito, tweeted a picture of her Sunday uh, saying she touched the world. Richard Stafford, the, an attorney representing Joseph Petito and her mother, Nicole Schmidt, in a statement obtained by CNN, asked that the family be given space and said, I will be in contact with you when Gabby's family is ready to make a public statement. Laundry's family called the discovery of the remains in Wyoming heartbreaking. They said this in a statement as well. The Laundry family prays for Gabby and her family. Florida police are looking for Laundry, who his family says they have not has not been seen since last Tuesday. The statement added that they are unaware of his whereabouts. Kath, we were talking yesterday. There was a there was a report that they had found a couple of other bodies, bodies that were you know, they were curious as to if there's a connection to the yeah. cells. There been yeah. any more on that? that I didn't see seen? anything more. It was yeah. um, a couple, two women, and uh, yeah, they were found dead right or like in the area where they were searching for her, or, or in the midst of this search, they found them. But um, I mean, originally the report that I saw it said that they were not connected. Okay, I mean, very wow. bizarre. Yeah. One of the four suspects in the deadly beating at Pat's King of Steaks turned himself into police. Homicide investigators are interviewing the man, so no word yet on his identity or what charges he may face. This late Sunday night development came hours after police announced arrest warrants for two of the suspects in the deadly attack. Philadelphia Police Department obtained arrest warrants for 34-year-old Osvaldo Willie Padraza and 32-year-old Victor Padraza, both of which are not yet in custody. Kathy, I saw a photo that the Philadelphia police had tweeted out over the weekend, and uh, the photos of these suspects are clear as day. There's no mistaking who they are, so I'm sure that's just a matter of time before they find them. Authorities say both are wanted on charges of murder and other related offenses for the September 16th beating death of 28-year-old Isidro Cortez of Queens. Cortez's 64-year-old father and a 28-year-old friend were injured in the attack as well. I was watching the the video footage, which is horrible. I mean, they're absolutely just pummeling this guy. He's on the ground. They're kicking him. They're using the trash can lead. And then at some point, a girl comes over and is sitting there going... Yeah. You know, trying to talk to him. Right. To to see someone, it it was pretty brave of her to do that, to go over and try and get in the mix. And, and, uh, but it's just, I mean, come on, man. It's a soccer game. I, I don't know exactly what they were arguing about, but they were wearing jerseys from opposing teams. So, well, you, you bring up a point that pertains to the first story as well with the footage of, of that couple out happy. And it's like, 
How from yeah, the, from the that, joy yeah. of a sporting event right. or, or a vacation? Well, it's I mean, it, it, listen, it's yeah. alcohol. It's, sure, it, but it, I mean, alcohol to to then escalate yeah, to, to the point someone. of murder. Because a lot of people enjoy alcohol and don't murder yeah. people. No, I know, I know, and I'm not. Um, but it, there is alcohol is involved. Judgment is impaired, and. Like also testosterone and all that stuff. Like they don't know right. how to and Ooh. when to turn it off. Listen, this all. I was at the Eagles game yesterday, and these people were fighting behind me. I really? am dead sober. Thankfully, it didn't come to blows. But I was dead sober. I turned around. I said, "Guys, calm down. Nothing good is going to happen here." They didn't hear a word I was no, saying. Okay. They didn't hear a word I was all saying. Right. So this girl comes over and tries to talk a little mm. bit of sense to these people. Right. They don't hear anything. Yeah. It's it's the teachers from Peanuts. Want want want. You know, it, like it's it's a shame. But like, yeah, it's like tunnel vision. Yeah. I mean, you just that that you're not. They're not hearing, saying anything clearly. Yeah. None of wow. it. Video released by Philadelphia Police on Friday evening shows the brutal <sighs> attack from multiple angles. One camera angle shows the victim being punched and kicked while on the ground. Another camera shows one of the suspects wildly swinging a metal trash can <clears throat> lid. According to police, the victims were at the Philadelphia Union soccer game in Chester on Wednesday night when the Union lost to Mexico City's Club America. After the game, police say they went to Pat's where Cortez, his father, and his friend got into an argument with four males wearing yellow soccer jerseys with Club America written across the shirt. The argument escalated into a fight after the melee the suspects left along with the rest of their group in two vehicles. Anyone with information on the whereabouts of Willie and Victor Pedraza are asked to contact police. You can call 215-686-TIPS. Samuel Adams is launching a new limited edition beer and it packs uh, so much of a punch that it's illegal in 15 states. Uh, The brewer releases a new version of the Utopia's brand every two years and the 12th edition will be on shelves starting on October 11th. Utopias are illegal in 15 states because they contain 28% alcohol by volume, more than five times the potency of typical U.S. brews. But guess what? The beer is available in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and go. Delaware. There so. you go. <laughs> uh, but even in places where the brew can be sold, it uh, might still be difficult to get your hands on it. Samuel Adams uh, only brews about 13,000 bottles of Utopias uh, every two years, according to the website, and it's expensive. The suggested retail price is $240 for a 25.4-ounce bottle. What? For a 25-ounce bottle? Yeah. Okay, well, that's how they're going to curb the people pulling a four loco with this stuff and just chugging it and going Jeez. insane. Utopias wow. were introduced in 2002 and have increased in price over the years. The 2017 version cost $199. 2019's cost $10 more than that. This year's version is also uh, notable as it is finished with 2,000 pounds of cherries and some batches have been aged for up to 24 years in a variety of barrels. In sports this morning. The Eagles lost their home opener, falling to the San Francisco 49ers 17 to 11. Jimmy Garoppolo threw one touchdown pass and ran in for another score, leading the 49ers to the win. Nick Boza had two sacks, and the 49ers defense shut down Jalen Hurts a week after the Eagles dominated Atlanta. Hurts completed only 12 of 23 passes for 190 yards and ran for 82 yards, including a one-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter. With the loss, the Eagles fell to 1-1 and are off until a week from tonight when they'll travel to Dallas to play the Cowboys. 
Defensive end Brandon Graham was carted inside with an injury to his left leg during the second quarter and is out for the season. After the game, Graham tweeted, we're still about to shock the world. I will just be leading from the sidelines this year, working to be great for 2022. Appreciate all the love, and now it is time for the guys to step it up. The Phillies also lost falling to the Mets last night, 3-2 to two last night in New York. What with only <laughs> With only 13 games remaining in the regular season, the Phillies are two games behind the Atlanta Braves for first place in the National League East. The Braves beat the Giants yesterday in San Francisco, winning 3-0. The Phillies are back home tonight to open up a three-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Other than all the losses, did yes. everybody have a halfway decent weekend? It was gorgeous. Yes. You put that aside. It was gorgeous. The yeah. weather was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. it. Just just absolutely perfect all weekend long. We continue with another beautiful day today, like I said earlier. Um, and to add even a bigger bright spot to that day, wouldn't it be nice to walk around with an extra 500 bucks in your pocket today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, so we have MMR's Money Clips, and we will do it twice on the show, and then, uh, so that's at 8 and then 10, and then it happens at noon, and 2, and 4, and 6 p.m., and... 8 p.m. as well. So your chance, a lot of money. Many, many times to win some cash. Don't miss out on the money clips. It's very, very simple. I mean, just tune at those times, and we'll tell you exactly what you need to do to win. So that's all good. Uh, we have a new Word of the Week prize. We have a four-pack of front row tickets, which is just behind the pit, and VIP access, including food and drinks, for the MM Barbecue. This weekend. 75 and sunny now, Preston. Saturday. Is that what they're calling that's for? They're saying. Oh, my God. That's perfect. Keep that your fingers even, crossed. That could even be like light jacket weather for yeah. later in the evening. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that first light jacket day. All right. So, anyhow, we are going to enjoy this with you. We will be there, of course. But a four-pack of front row tickets and the VIP access, which comes with food and drinks. Live Casino and Hotel of Philadelphia present MMRBQ 2021. All the great bands. Jane's Addiction, Lee Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Dorothy, blah, 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 on and on. It's going to be great. We want to give you that. And imagine, you went on Friday. Yes. Next thing you know, tomorrow, you got the full hookup at the MMRBQ. So, that we're excited to get underway. Uh, we also have a couple of great guests on the program. We're going to have one of our favorite multi-appearance guests, Ken Burns, the documentarian on the program. He's great. He's so good. Muhammad Ali is the latest, uh, and he is premiering this on, actually just premiered yesterday. Uh, So PBS is where you can see it. It's where you all get to see, always get to see Ken Burns' genius and Muhammad Ali. What a subject. So he's, obviously there's been countless documentaries on Muhammad Ali, but they ain't been a Ken Burns documentary. That is true. So we'll talk to Ken about 9.30 this morning. And before that, we get a little appearance from these guys. It's this uh, girl punk group Love it. that wrote a song about 7-Eleven nachos, and 7-Eleven liked it so much they <laughs> sponsored them and paid for them to film a video. Uh, a couple of them were high schoolers, so before they had into class this morning, we were going to talk to them. Uh, and I don't, uh, we have uh, uh, Morgan and Brooke. And Fiona. Uh, and Fiona, yeah. all three are coming? Uh, cool. call, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you get any emails? I saw on social media, a couple of people got in touch with me and said they couldn't get that song Dude, out. Dude, I couldn't. Yeah. It's so catchy. Yeah, it's so, it's so great. So we'll talk to them a little bit after 7 o'clock before they head into school this morning. <laughs> I know. All right, so these things more taking place. The Emmys were last night. Yes, Some I watched good them. Good stuff won last night. 
which is great. That helped. Yeah. Some, some local connects as yeah. well, so it's really cool. So we'll run down uh, the, the list of uh, the winners and give you a little taste of that. If you missed out on it, we'll get in a couple other entertainment stories as well as stupid question prize giveaway. That's coming up. We'll be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. From who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the stupid question prize that we have today is a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. That's pretty uh, substantial right yes. there. And you can eat till you explode while you're there, <laughs> by the way. All right, so the question we're going to go with is this. What is the study... Of the sun called. What is the scientific study of the sun called? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that answer. Give us a call. And uh, I'll mention a few birthday days are being celebrated today, Monday, uh, September 20th, while we wait for your answer. Uh, we'll begin with actress Kristen Johnston. Yes. Remember from Third Rock from the Sun? She was most recently on Mom. She was a uh-huh. character on Mom, and uh, she's great. Yeah, she's good comedic actress. Yeah. Very statuesque. She um, she had a uh, alcohol problem, which yeah. she beat and is doing quite well now, so that's good. She is uh, 54 years old today. Uh, the great Sophia Loren. Ah, oh, Legendary Italian actress and bombshell. Uh, she is 87 years old today. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, uh, you know, she was the Italian bombshell oh, at the yeah. time. And they, then there came, like, Gina Lola Bridget and others. But she was the one. And she's a legitimately great actress. She's mm-hmm. a really good actress. Like I said, she's 87 years old today. Wow. Uh, it's Gary Cole's birthday. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, Lumberg from uh, Office Space. You would not have seen him and thought initially in his early acting careers that he had the comedic chops that he does. No, I remember yeah. him in uh, the movie In the Line of Fire, the um, oh, yeah. Clint Eastwood yes. uh, movie. Uh-huh. He plays, he, he's like the senior uh, a Secret Service agent, and he's nothing but straight, dramatic, uh, but then you see him in the Brady Bunch movies. You know, he, he's just outstanding. He's great. He also, yeah. uh, talk about an intense role, he played, uh, the, it was the true story of the um, the Green Beret who killed his family, remember the... Oh uh, my God, that, it was a, a, a TV fatal, movie, right? Um, yeah. Or something like that. I remember that. Uh, yes, and I forget the guy, it was it was, it was one of the, the most... Um, wow. Uh, the whole country is focused in on the story, and he was in the, the miniseries. Wow. Uh, he turns 65 years old today. Uh, here's a guy we've seen at the MMRBQ before. Ben Shepard, bassist for Soundgarden. Uh, he turns 53 years old. I remember uh, Nick and I were in the backstage area and uh, we stumbled upon uh, Matt Cameron yeah. and just 
kind of started talking to him. Oh, that's and cool. It was really cool. He was a nice guy. And uh, Ben was, uh, he was, you know, lingering. On, on occasion, you can find people just kind of wandering around. Sure. You try to be respectful. Totally. But if they're there, you know, and they're walking around, you can do it. You don't want to fully insert right. yourself into, uh, into someone while they're kind of just chilling out on their right. own, but we did have a chance to. Uh, like, I, I went at one time, I'm, I'm like, I'm going over and talking to that person. It was Nikki Six. Right. We were in the... You um, have to. We were in the kind of a dining area. Right. And, uh, and he was sitting there talking to a couple people. I'm like, I can't not go over there and, and say hello. Did you ever see the Terminator? Yeah, it's a good way to start a conversation. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we're going to be in that position this coming Saturday, although a little bit different. It's probably not going to be a lot of mingling and so no. on. There's still COVID restrictions and all that stuff going on. But nonetheless, we're excited for it. And our Word of the Week prize is uh, front row tickets if you missed out on the uh, setup for that a little bit earlier. But Ben Shepard, who's been at the uh, MMRQ from Soundgarden celebrates his 53rd birthday today. Uh, let's see. Moon Bloodgood. Oh, yeah, I interviewed her. You did? Yes. Okay. Uh, very uh, attractive. Uh, she she was a Laker girl, and she was in a show that I love called Falling Skies, oh. a science fiction show, and that's what I interviewed her for. Okay. Uh, she is. Uh, she was in Terminal Salvation. Yeah. Terminal, not Terminator Salvation. Right. And uh, Burn Notice as well. Uh, she's 46 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw, Philip Phillips. Yeah. Winner of uh, American Idol. Oh, yeah. I, I can't believe he actually won. He reminded me a lot of Dave Matthews yeah. when he was performing. However, he is one of the very few American Idol winners that afterwards actually has a song that I really liked. You know that, And you know that song. I think yeah. you like it, too. I'm gonna make this place my home. It's a great yeah. song, It's actually. a great song, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those that can kind of... Kind of hit you right there. <laughs> so, I want to go home. Yeah. Has he done anything else besides that song? Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. No, not that I know of. That's right. a good song. Uh, but he turns. You know what? You, you'll see it in like commercials a yeah. lot. It's one of those that's uh, that's uh, got a nice emotional HGTV like touch to it. That was one of the. It was almost. Oh like, sure. It's it was like their national anthem. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. Uh, so Philip Phillips turns thirty-one years old today. All right. Let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. What is the study? of the sun called 215-263-WMMR, and I will go to Cyrus. I don't think we've ever talked to someone yeah. named Cyrus before. Yo, Cyrus. Good morning. Good morning, sir. All right, what is the study of the sun called? That would be heliophysics. Or heliology, yes. Hey! Hey! You got it. Hang on a second, Cyrus. Hey, Thank you for playing that, Steve, one more time, if you wouldn't mind. That's uh, Cyrus from the Warriors. Uh, and so Cyrus on line seven, though, is going to get a $150 Fogo to show gift card. And when you order at Fogo, you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy. Experiences carved tableside. And you just go to Fogo so you can discover what's next. Next, make a reservation uh, for uh, Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo. Dot com. All right, uh, at the box office this weekend, no surprise that Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, still number one. Excellent. Made $21 million, followed by Free Guy, Cry Macho, Candyman, Malignant. Number six was Cop Shop. And then he had Jungle Cruise, followed by Paw Patrol, 
Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye only came in at number nine. Was that limited release? Uh, yeah, it was limited li- release. Because it only made $650,000. Yeah, so um, I guess they're going to start streaming it as well. Cop Shop, by the way, is the Frank Grillo movie. Yeah, I want to see that. Him. I do. And I actually, did you watch, because Cryer Macho is on, I think, HBO Max. I watched uh, No, it. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Did you like it? No. Yeah, you didn't like okay. it? No. I, in fact, as a matter of fact, Too I was much like, crying? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Macho. Stop crying. <laughs> Uh, Randy just, Savage isn't crying. <laughs> I couldn't get into it. I had I actually had to stop watching. I was okay. like, this is not doing anything okay. for me. And I gave it like three uh, quarters yeah, of it. Yeah, it got mixed reviews. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, Don't Breathe at uh, number 10. All right. Uh, the Emmys were last night, and the crown reigned supreme. It was a 73rd Emmy Awards. And, uh, of course... That aired on CBS live from Los Angeles at the Microsoft Theater. A different setup from last year's quarantined event due to the pandemic. Uh, the Netflix drama took home a total of 11 wins of its 24 nominations, including the Supporting Actor category and the Writing and Director Awards. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer hosted the event and was accompanied by a few friends for his introductory musical performance, which was an ode to uh, Biz Marquee. Yeah, which I thought was done very well. I liked uh, the way they started it because it was Cedric. You thought uh, we'd heard they were going to be back to the, you know, at least sort of a hybrid version with an audience and so on and so forth. Yet he starts in what appears to be his living room. And, he, and then he says, no, we're not going to do this. And uh, then okay. they kick into the actual thing. Uh, this year wasn't socially distant, but perhaps that was because of required vaccinations, according to Seth Rogen. And we have a, we have a clip, a clip of, of his reaction, yes. Right. Okay. Let's get that on first. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. <laughs> what are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. That is what has been decided. Nice. Sounds uh, like Cookie Monster. I know. I know. The way he talks, <laughs> right. he's just is so unique. <laughs> but he was there also, you know, besides obviously doing his, his hosting duties, Preston, but the uh, the boys was up for a number of nominations. Oh, no kidding. And he is, you know, executive producer on that. I can't wait for that show to return. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, Ted Lasso snagged four golden trophies. Mayor of Easttown walked away with three awards. And last night with John Oliver... One, two, and we have a uh, we have a lot of clips to yes. play. So, and I can I can give you the um, the full rundown of who won what if you want. Yeah, let, or... let me just say, and I think you'll agree. I, um, I was happy with the with the um, with the spread. You know, everyone yeah. sort of got something. Agreed. And uh, I there was everyone who uh, uh, picked up an award. I thought, and I, I I'd seen most everything. So I was that. Of course, that's a reason to watch. You're invested because you've watched the shows so many times in years past. I haven't seen a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that's what made this made this one particularly more watchable. And for me, personally, because all the big winners, I watched all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and that hasn't, that a lot of times that doesn't happen because, no. you know, uh, there were wins for Mayor of Easttown, there were wins for Ted Lasso, yes. there were wins for The Crown, which I personally watch all oh, those yeah. shows. So I was like, alright. Yeah. yeah we can do that. Oh, and, and Hacks, too, did very well. And I haven't seen Hacks oh, yet, but I was happy it. with yeah. the connection yeah. with uh, uh, with uh, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Olsen, so that was cool. So, um, we have uh, the Emmy Support Group skit. Did you want to... It's a quick... I, th- I threw it on there, but, you know, it's just... It's, it's a funny little thing. They had people who have been nominated and have never won. Okay. Oh, uh, if we don't know. have that, we'll... It's okay. You can no, I just don't it. know it's what not it's... not all that funny. Okay. Well, we don't then, ha- then let's uh, in fact, it stinks. Wait, was it the one with Jason Alexander? Yes. Okay. Actually, it's very good. Right. Okay, here we go. Ready? Scott, why don't you get us started? Hi, I'm 
Scott? Scott Bakula. I've been making television since 1977. I still haven't won an Emmy. So. Scott, Scott, you, you've been nominated five times and you have five mansions. So, what's better? I would trade one of the smaller houses for, for an Emmy. <laughs> I've been nominated eight times. Seven consecutive for playing George Costanza. I lost all of seven times. I want my Emmy. Oh, shove it, Jason. Call me after you've been in the business for 44 years. Uh, been in the business 47 years, so stuff that, Junior. Okay. I've been doing this since I was a kid. Wow. All right, Allison Hannigan's in there. Fred Savage. Fred Savage, that's great. Yep. Yep. I love it. That's it's well done. All right. Uh, so let's play some. Well, let me run down some of the winners, and then we'll, then we'll play the the acceptance speeches. So, outstanding drama series went to The Crown. Yes, uh, which is great. Outstanding comedy series went to Ted Lasso. Uh, it, it had to just be. Have to had to it. be. Outstanding limited series or anthology series went to The Queen's Gambit. Yeah, which was awesome as well. Uh, variety talk series uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Lead actor in a drama series went to Josh O'Connor uh, for The Crown. Uh, lead actress in a drama series went to Olivia Coleman for The Crown. Lead actor comedy, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, lead actress in a comedy series, Gene Smart for Hacks. Yeah. Uh, supporting actor in a drama series went to Tobias Menzies uh, for The Crown. You having your Menzies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, supporting actress in a drama series went to Gillian Anderson for The Crown as well. And supporting actor in a comedy series went to Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso. Love That's it. That's Roy, right? That's yeah. Roy, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Excellent. And hey. he's also not only he, 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 an actor, he's, he's an executive producer and a writer. Yeah, yeah. When, he's, uh, he's super talented. When Gillian Anderson won, did she accept the award with a British or an American accent? She had accent? A, a little take of a British accent. Okay. And actually, with, with it, she accepted from London. So oh, they, she, so okay. They, uh, so they had a... It goes uh, in and out. You never yeah. quite know. Supporting actress in a comedy series went to Hannah Waddingham from uh, Ted Lasso. That that was a great lead off because she brought a lot of energy and I and and then I'm like okay maybe, maybe I'll stick with this live. Nice. Uh, then you had uh, lead actor in a limited series or anthology series or movie that went to Ewan McGregor for Halston. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or anthology that went to Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, yeah. Followed by Evan Peters, who won Outstanding Supporting Actor in a limited series. I was so glad he won or anthology for that was for Mayor of Easttown as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Did he mention hoagies in his? Uh... Yes, he did. Hoagies. Okay. Did he yeah. really? Yeah, he did. Excellent. Outstanding Supporting Actress limited series anthology series and movie went to uh, Julianne Nicholson for Mayor of Easttown. Who was she? Is the that? mother? Well, okay. She's the mother of the little boy who has... Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Enough yep. said. Yep. Wink. Uh, outstanding writing for a drama, uh, drama series went to The Crown. Outstanding directing for drama series went to The Crown. And outstanding writing for a comedy series uh, went to Hacks. Yes. Okay. So let's play some of the acceptances that we have here. So Gene Smart won Best Actress for Hacks case. Yeah. A particularly touching um, acceptance speech because she had personal tragedy. I'm just going to go into these in, in order. So okay. here we go. Before I say anything else, I, I have to I have to acknowledge my late husband, Richard Gilliland, who um, passed away six months yesterday. And he, I would not be here without him, without his kind of putting his career on the back burner so that I could take advantage of all the wonderful opportunities that I've had and my two incredible unselfish children 
Connor and Forrest. I did not know her husband died six months ago. Yeah, six months ago. Oh Do we know who God. he is? Like she said, his uh, I name. I believe, and I, you know, case I, I think he was a producer, um, uh, and I'm not quite sure, but her her kids were there as well. Does anybody know why he passed? He I don't sick? know. Oh, no. man, that's uh, terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, okay. she is so good. Uh, that cast in Hacks is so good. And and so well written. Uh, if you have not checked it out yet, how many episodes? Case would you say? I think it's eight. Eight. Yeah, it's, it's excellent great. and okay. funny and uh, and touching. The way in a, in a way Ted Lasso is. I no, will, you're right. Uh, yeah. I will add that to the list for sure. He was right. a, he's an actor, Richard Gilliland. Uh, so he was in uh, Dexter. He was in Airplane Two. Uh, so he's one of those working actors that was around for a really long time. And yeah, he passed away March uh, oh. March 18th. All right, this is of a heart conditioning. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we now have Jason Sudeikis. He won Best Actor for Ted Lasso. Let's hear this acceptance. Mentors and teachers, I want to thank folks uh, at SNL. I want to thank Lauren, who went to go take a dump now. Perfect. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. He'll, he's going to get home. He's going to watch it. He loves watching the Emmys at home. It's fine. It's fine. Which home is the big question? Uh, um, did he? Did, he didn't address his because I, I didn't see the full acceptance. His his weird acceptance last year. Did he say no, anything about no. That? But okay. I'll tell you what I ga- I gathered though from that acceptance speech and this one is that he is um he's uncomfortable he's uncomfortable and shy with the accolades. Yeah, okay. like like he, which is fine. That, so that, did he win the Emmy last year? Or was it the Golden Globes that he won? Oh, it might have been Golden Globe. Uh, I don't good question. Yeah, it yeah. had to have been Golden Globe. Yeah. All right, uh, okay, so let's play uh, Juliana Nicholson, supporting actress, mayor of Easttown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a, This is a long one, so I don't necessarily know uh, if we have to listen to yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, just right. the beginning. Old school. <laughs> um, thank you all very much, so much. Thank you to the Television Academy, to my team at UTA, Scott, Shaney, Rich, Karen, and Jason, Brad Inglesby. Great, great material is hard to find. And you wrote a script that was true to the horror and beauty and the incredible bonds of ordinary people's lives. Okay, that's nice. She goes into an elaborate thing, but it was cool to see her win. I think she was completely caught off guard. And uh, we've had Brad Inglesby on the show. He's the writer yep. and director, writer, I should say, of uh, Mayor of Easttown and uh, local local boy. That's cool. Done well. Nice. All right, speaking of Mayor of Easttown, Evan Peters, mm-hmm. uh, who was great in that show, uh, won for supporting actor. And here's when he stepped up to the mic. Thank you to the Academy. Uh, my fellow nominees, you guys were all incredible this year. Uh, I got to thank my mom and my dad for getting me out to L.A. You guys were crazy for doing that, but we're going to drink tonight. Um, HBO, A.V. Kaufman, Gavin O'Connor, Brad Inglesby, Mark Roybal for letting me be a part of your brilliantly written show. Um, Craig Zobel for your playful and collaborative directing. Kate Winslet for being Kate Winslet! I want to thank the amazing crew, Suzanne Solby for the Hoagies and Homes. Uh, anyone who's ever helped me along the way, my team, Mr. Murphy. But I especially want to thank everyone who watched this show. This is a dream come true for me tonight, and it wouldn't have been possible without you. you so know, thank you. It was cool because to get up to the stage, he walked around the WandaVision crew. Which, uh, and he was in, yeah. yeah. He was in WandaVision as well. He was so great in WandaVision. He was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, let's get right to Kate Winslet. She won the lead actress in that category for uh, limited series. Thank you so much. Okay. Right. Okay, breathe. 
Okay. Oh, I just want to acknowledge my fellow nominees in this decade that has to be about women having each other's backs. I support you. I salute you. I'm proud of all of you. Oh. Mayor of Easttown, it seemed to, I don't know, it was this cultural moment and it brought people together and gave them something to talk about other than a global pandemic. And I want to thank everyone for watching our show. Brad Inglesby, this is, I can't believe this is happening, this is you. This is all you. You created a middle-aged, imperfect, flawed mother. And you made us all feel validated, quite honestly. Mark Roybal, everyone at WIP, thanks for your passion from day one, Craig Zobel. All your actors have won stuff. <laughs> I loved being in the room with you every day. Our crew, our community, our wonderful, incredible, extraordinary crew of people. Karen Wacker and Ron Schmidt, you kept us safe through COVID. Casey Goodell, the greatest first AD on the planet, who created space... She created space for everyone, everyone to excel in their jobs, our cast. Julianne Nicholson, Evan Peters, the almighty Gene Smart. <laughs> Guy Pearce, John Douglas Thompson, everybody. Uh, Francesca Orsi, Nora Skinner, Casey Bloys, Franny and Nora, two women at HBO. I learned so much from you. My children, Mia, uh, Joe and Bear, the uh, greatest people in the world. That was Steve doing that, by the way. <laughs> my husband, Ned, who I get to hold hands with for the rest of my life. Yes, I am the winner. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, you know what's so great? Uh, if you haven't watched Mayor of Easttown, and, and, and you know, uh, a lot of people wanted to watch it just for the local connection, but right, it is right, right. such a great whodunit yeah. mystery. Yeah. That and and from episode to episode, they keep you hanging on, and it shifts. You, you get your shifts. you get your ideas about yep. what's happening, and then it keeps changing, and it's like, wow, it was yeah. so well done. Yeah, and I and honestly, I hope there is a sequel. That'd I would nice. love to see that collection of people continue. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, and this one, I I uh, can't wait to hear because I saw a little clip of it this morning. Uh, Hannah Waddingham. Who plays Rebecca on Ted yeah. Lasso? She was the first up. Is so great, yeah. and and she won, and she had a, an emotional moment. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ on a bike! Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not responsible for anything that falls out of my face in the next thirty seconds. Jason, you've changed my life with this, and more importantly, my baby girls. And I will, I will. Because I'm honestly, I'm so privileged. Did she drop uh, an F bomb. She something? might have, but they were also. It was also a bad connection. Okay. The the satellite link last night. To what? Those issues. Okay. With you, I really am. Oh my God! I'm going to speak to the Emmys. Try <laughs> 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 just quickly. Listen. Oh my God! Apple TV, Warner Brothers, Bill Lawrence, the writers' room. The thing that's charming about you. All of you is that you don't realize how wonderful you are. I, I just don't think people realize what you bring to the room when we're all quiet together. And I'm so grateful to even be in your gaggle. Juno Temple! Aww. <laughs> They're great together. I swear to God, if I could break off one of her arms and give it to you, because that's what you are to me, there's no Rebecca without Keely. I've, I've seen the two of them interviewed together. You can tell they're tight. Like well, they, and they're, she, they're she's on the Joseph Gordon-Levitt series, so she's, like, doing two shows at once. Wow. Yeah. So oh, wait, uh, Juno Temple is? Yeah, yeah. The one that's on Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I haven't gotten to the, those episodes yet. Nice. Uh, should I play some more of it, or is I, that... You, uh, you got the gist, yeah, okay. yeah. 
Uh, so I, I just love that she won. That's fantastic. And um, um, there was yes. one category, Preston, literally, where everyone was Ted Lasso associated <laughs> except for one person. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm like, they just kept conga lining. And so what they did is they could have put her in as lead actress, but they didn't. They did right. They did supporting, yeah. you know, so that everyone has a fair shot at it, you know, because yeah. they're all great. Uh, speaking of Ted Lasso, they won for Outstanding Comedy Series. Uh, did Jason accept for this? Uh, or? It, it was the producer. Everyone got up, but I couldn't find a clip. So, uh, you know. Marissa found a clip, oh, okay, so let's cool. see what this is, and then we'll have one more clip. Uh, the speech has started. Hey, quick personal thing before I get going. Uh, Krista, Charlotte, Will, Henry, Jeff, Ted, Jared, Mom, Dad, those are my people. I love them. That's actually the order I love them in, which I probably need to say. But uh, We'd like to thank Warner Brothers for starts, uh, our old pal Peter Roth, Ann, Brett, Channing. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Apple, which is uh, Zach, Jamie, uh, Matt, Eddie, um, T-Dog, which is my new nickname for Tim Cook. He does not know that yet. <laughs> Got my fingers crossed. Uh, and I'd most like to thank this amazing cast crew, writers, staff, my co-creators, uh, Brendan Hunt, Joe Kelly, and Ted Lasso himself, our fearless leader, Jason Sudeikis. Boom. I am eternally grateful. All right. Uh, and then we'll have uh, one more from Ted Lasso, Brett, uh, Brett Goldstein. Yeah. I'm the most place. interested to hear this one because Me too. I want to see what his voice sounds like when he's not Roy Kent. I, yeah. And I know it's the same, but... Uh, it's have you not, ever seen interviews with him? Never. It's not okay. the same. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's a little more like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 he's, but he's just... Like Ronald McDonald. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, cowboys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen the episode, he plays this... Or the, the, the show, he plays this really gruff, hardened character... But in real life, he's supposedly just the nicest, right. smiling, happy guy ever. So here we go. This is a clip of him. Um, I was, I was, I was uh, very, very specifically told no. I'm not allowed to swear. So, um... And then he swears. Uh, 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 thank you, Warners. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, ID. Thank you, the, the team. Uh, 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 to, to my teammates that I'm nominated with. And all my team... This cast... Make me sick. They're so good, and uh, and I, I want to say uh, to my mum, my dad, Tara, Matt, Zebby, and Bo, and Beth, I love you. Uh, and lastly, I want to say to Jason, Bill, Brendan, and Joe Kelly, thank you for creating this show and for inviting me to be part of it. It has been one of the greatest honours, privileges, and privileges. I just said that twice, but it's a double <laughs> privilege. <laughs> It's the most privileged privilege uh, and pleasures of my life. And uh, this is... Back. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's excellent, man. I'm really, really happy for that crew who just did love that show so much. So there you go. The Emmys for uh, 2021. Pretty efficient. Yeah. Uh, again, they, they, they kept it uh, moving. And, and uh, having watched a number of the nominees... Man, does that make a difference? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. actually have a little bit of an investment yeah. in it. So. Otherwise, I, I don't care. All right, um, I have a couple of other things. We took up most of the the entertainment break with the Emmys, but there might be another Kim Kardashian sex tape floating around. Yeah, yeah. we we need to touch on this just a little bit. Uh, Ray J's former manager. <laughs> Ray J's former manager, Wack One Hundred. Wack One Hundred. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's. Uh, uh, didn't you guys used to work there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Y100. Oh, yes. I Close enough. Yeah, Whack okay. 100. Yeah. So Ray J's former manager, Whack 100, 100. 
has claimed that he is in possession of a second version. So he's got two huge, he's WAC 100 and he's Ray J's former manager. Yes, uh, so he is in possession, he says, of the second version of the 2002 sex tape between Kim and Ray J. Have you ever watched that original sex tape? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's actually good. It's almost as if it was shot in a way so that they could secure some money when they eventually sold it. Stevenson, the uh, POV style. Yes, it is. Saying. Very gonzo, if you will. Absolutely. Right, but uh, all right, so is it the same sex tape? It, no, no, no. It's, it's, well, it's a second version. Second version. Says. So yeah. I don't know if there was this one camera done, It's claymation in this one. Uh, was, was Regis Philbin? Was he mad at the camera that one, too? Uh, possibly. He said in an interview, uh, all I know is Kanye... Holla at me, bro. This is yeah, what. Why don't you holla at me? This is whack one hundred speaking. Yes, I can't see Kim's cooter. He said, uh, "We got part two on the laptop. Ain't never been seen. Ain't never been seen. We'd love for you to have it. It'd be great. Uh, it'd be a great personal private private NFT." I gotta tell you, it's some hot action. You'd be pounding your unit like an MMA fighter. So Kim and Connie's attorney, Marty Singer, responded. Oh, there you go. Uh, he responded, and he told TMZ the claim that this isn't uh, that there is an unreleased sex tape is unequivocally unequivocally false. Uh, it is unfortunate that people make these statements and try to get their fifteen minutes of fame. Uh, Ray J also spoke out on Instagram saying, "This ain't cool. It ain't cool, but uh, it is sort of." He said, "I've been staying off the radar." R A Y D A R. Oh my God! So uh, which is, I guess, his Ray J version oh, of Radar. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get it? Ray J is he Moesha's brother? Is that the deal? I have no idea. He's related to uh, somebody. Nick, if you could do a quick check on that. It was Brand- and Brandy is her name, right? No, no, oh, Brandy, maybe. So anyhow, uh, he said, this ain't cool. I've been staying off the radar. Get it? Uh, just staying focused and being humble and thankful for all the blessings I'm receiving. How can I show off growth and maturity if this kind of stuff keeps happening? He added, I'm a father now, and my job is to be a great parent and put them first. This is not the message I want to send out. And then he wrote SMH. He's shaking his head. Yeah, Brandy's his sister, and the Snoop dog is his cousin. How oh, about that? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want this. He doesn't. If there's a second tape out, he doesn't want it released. Now, WAC 100 has responded via what? Instagram saying that he has proof that the tape exists. Uh-huh. Saying a message to Kim Kardashian attorneys. Ask your client about Santa Barbara yeah. and the signed deliverables for tape one, two, and three. Ray J can't control what I now control. Yeah, how about that, dog? If I hear 15 minutes of fame again, I'll be forced to display the signed contracts. And then he wrote, hashtag try me. This is I, whack 100 speaking yeah, here. I, I got the receipts, bitch. He later added that uh, he was joking about selling the tape. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, some of y'all got to stop taking podcast interviews and some S serious, man. You know goddamn well we wouldn't try to sell Kanye West no mother effing sex tape or none of that S. Stop swallowing every goddamn thing that is in front of you. You know what I say, Preston? What? Get my name out your mouth. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Signed, whack I'll come 100. up in your grill. Whack 100. I'll whack you down to 50. So, uh... The end is purple. I don't know what to take from all that, folks. I think it's a bunch of crap. Yeah, I don't know, but... Well, if they had it, they would sell it, and I don't think they would have sat on it all this time. Hmm. They hmm. would have probably sold it when it was in the news a lot more. 
Uh, and then we only have time for one more. Oh, man. We, we did a lot oh, of Emmys, but it's and all then, good. Well, we well, talked about WAC 100. That was enough. It still has to do with Kim and her neighbor, oh, Sarah she... Key. Uh, they're trading legal papers over a vault that she is or is not trying to build under her home. <laughs> Uh, depending upon whom you ask. TMZ reports that Kim's neighbor has filed a restraining order against the Hidden Hills Community Association to block her from building an underground vault, subterranean parking, and an attached subterranean wellness center and a detached guardhouse. So why can't you build subterranean vaults and subterranean wellness centers? That's a good question. Um, In the documents... Because you'll wake up the chuds? She claims there are two high-pressure gas transmission lines running through the community. Yeah, that must be it. She's worried they put Hidden Hills community members at risk of catastrophic bodily injury and irreparable real personal property damage. Now, sources tell TMZ she's not building a vault, though she is building something. Something. You think it's a missile silo? Don't know what it is. Why not, right? Yeah. You got all that money. <laughs> That's and... what you think it is? Right. Yeah. Right? I know she has a butt room and a missile silo. Right. Mm-hmm. He always wanted to be able to launch missiles. Uh, meanwhile, Kim raised eyebrows during Aaron running errands to CBS <laughs> in a skin-tight... Uh, Balenciaga, Balenciaga, very much in the spirit of her much-talked-about mystery <gasps> outfit at the Met Gala, which Is, was that, like, the yes. green suit, only it was black. Does she purchase clothes at CBS? You know what, you can. You can buy clothing there. Yes, we found that well, out. What, was she picking up her medicine or her, uh... I don't know. She was running errands. Some female stuff. Yeah, she may have... Uh, I don't know what she went to go get, so... Nonetheless, uh, she was uh, kind of getting people talking about. That. Don't you think she'd send somebody to CBS? I don't, know, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe she loves CBS. She's just like us. Yeah, she really is. Maybe she likes their cookies the way we do. But we're looking at the at the outfit, so it's everything but the hood. Yeah, she's wearing this skin tight black outfit that looks like. That looks like a a, a female uh, super actually super villain. Yeah, outfit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or on her way to, on her on her way to Catwoman. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's how you go to CBS. I go to CBS dressed as the Riddler. She actually looks really good in that. She does. Yeah, so, all right. Well, anyway. Uh, so, sorry, but we got to get right to the clips. I know we played a ton of clips already. Well, it was the Emmys. We had to recap. I have other stuff. I mean, I'll save it for you tomorrow. Want to just keep going? Just keep going in, like the Pierre show and everything. On and on and on. Uh, so the clips. We're going to start with this. A strong-willed single mother puts everything on the line to reclaim her family's name with her evolutionary hair care line in Our Kind of People. Mm. In this clip, creator Karen Gist, or Gist, talks about why television needs a show like this. Why not? Because it's time. Because it hasn't been done before and it's time for us to to show the humanity of our characters, the bigness. We all deserve this. So why can't we all, why can't we see it on the screen and celebrate it and be unapologetic about it? Could you shut up? Our Kind of People premieres Tuesday and that is on Fox. Here's the next clip. In the Starling... Lily Lily. is taunted by a bird in her backyard after suffering a devastating loss. A bird? Yeah. Uh, In this clip, Melissa McCarthy talks about why comedy acting is harder than drama. It's harder in a different way. I think, you know, going when you go into a, a film like this, you, you know you're just going to have to go places that are not always pleasant. You're going to have to stay in them for a while. I think making a comedy in its final product is much harder than a drama. 
Worry, so it's called the starling, and the starling is a bird. bird yes, so a I small bird. That's what it has to do with. So, right. uh, the starling is out on Netflix. Now, if you would like to see that. Have man, you finished, uh, is the Nicole Kidman show with Melissa McCarthy? Night Perfect that? Strangers. There is one more episode to go, I believe. And I what believe are you thinking? It's eight altogether. So we were talking about this last night, and... It's going to have to continue. I don't see them wrapping this mm. story up in this neck because I haven't really looked into whether it's going to be a multi-season like series or not. Uh, if they do, it'll be pretty abrupt if they wrap it up uh, in this next episode. So, but uh, we're enjoying it. My, my daughter actually likes it a lot. All right. Uh, so it's kind of like she, she can't wait for the next episode to come out. But um, I tell you who's great in it is... Um, Oh man, now I'm having a, a brain fart. Uh, Zod, um, oh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. He's, yeah, he's it's it's so not his type of character. Yeah. Okay, cool. That it's really cool watching him portray. They're all great in it, though. But all right, and there you go. That is the entertainment report that I have for you on this Monday morning. Uh, we have money clips coming up. We have Ken Burns on the show today. New documentary about Muhammad Ali, which just came out, so we're going to talk to him. We need to put in our pitch for his Preston and Steve documentary. That's yeah. true. Yeah. We do now that we're on PBS. Yeah, we have Hall a little bit more cred. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to. My dearest wife, I tuned into an amusing show this morning that I would like you to hear as well. There's black and white photos of us. <laughs> And very slowly being zoomed in on. Oh, my God. The number of people on it who say pithy things, and then Kathy gives the traffic. Uh, so we'll talk to him. We'll, we'll ask him about our documentary. Yes, uh, sure, I'm sure he'll do it. Uh, and when we get back, uh, members of the band Froggy, which will yes. tell, tell us about 7-Eleven nachos uh, when we return. So we'll come back in just a moment. we got a bunch to get to. And don't forget... 500 bucks twice this morning alone. Your chance to win with MMR Money Clips. Oh, yeah, here we go. There you go. I want to throw that in. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Will this be the guy that owes Jackie Bam Bam, Pierre Robert, and Pancake lunch? Because he's a $500 winner. Yes, it is. And thank you very much. I much needed it. Even our sweet days from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. I appreciate this so much. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Visit HorizonServices.com. 93.3 WMMR. MMR Rock. Uh, last, last week, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Colleen Creeble from uh, Creeble Bakeries, who's done stuff at our Camp Out for Hunger and all kinds of things, right. uh, alerted me to the fact that a friend of hers daughter is in this band uh who uh put together a song or they they had some songs and it got some interest from 711 nationally the company uh and they liked it so much that they actually paid for a music video to be done at a 711 yeah and we played some of it last week and this is is this is 711 nachos I'll, 
Oh, no, I was singing it all weekend. Yeah, it's very catchy. Guys, yeah. uh, a, it's true. Yes. Uh, and so uh, it's a win-win. And so uh, the, one of their mothers called us last week. <laughs> By the way, freaking out because the girls were already in school. Two of them are in high school, right? And so uh, Nick reached out. Now we're going to have them all on, but we got to talk to them quickly because they got to go to school. (laughs) So hang on a second here. I have to conference everybody together. Let me get all these phone lines. So we have uh, Morgan McLean, Brooke Feeney, and Fiona Boyd Clark. It's Froggy, the band. Ladies, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yo. Yo. Okay, so wait a minute. So first of all, who all has to get to school? Is it uh, of the three of you? Morgan, do you have to go to school this morning? Uh, I have to go to my college class at 10, so I have time. Okay, okay so you're, you're going to college. All right, so we have Brooke and Fiona who are in high school. Brooke, where do you go to school? Uh, I go to North Penn High School, and latest I got to get there is 830, so I, I got time. You got you time. Got time. <laughs> all right, and Fiona, how about you? Where do you go to school? Yeah, I go to CB West, and I, I oh, it doesn't matter. I can be late. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You guys punk. are punk. Punk, punk style, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, so how long have you guys been playing together? We'll start with uh, Morgan. I'll ask you. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll specifically name you out so we're not all talking yeah. over each other. But, Morgan, where? Uh, how long have you guys been playing together? Um, I'd say about a year and a half, I think. Mm. All right, um, if you guys, and did you, where did you go to high school? Did you, did you go to uh, CB West or North Penn? Yeah, I went to North Penn. I graduated 2021, and now I'm at uh, Monco Community College. Oh, my son goes there. Maybe you guys are run into oh. each other. Really. <laughs> yeah, All right, so, so you and you and Brooke went to school together. Uh, so how did you guys come across Fiona? Um, well, I met Brooke through a friend uh, that also went to North Penn, and I met Fiona through uh, my music program that I did in Doylestown. Oh. Uh, so I just kind of was like, hey, who wants to start a punk band? And they were the only two ladies to respond, so I just kind of <laughs> got them together. And I love it. Like, here we are now. <laughs> Fiona, Fiona, what was the music program that Morgan mentioned? What is that? Yeah, it's School of Rock. Oh, cool. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I've known yeah. a few people have gone to School of Rock and love it. Do you have a good time? Yeah, it's oh, great. My mom actually, like, manages it now. So, so, wow. so you can, you, that continues until you're 18, right? Yeah. Okay, so are you still going there now to School Rock? Yep, yeah. Okay. I'm going until I am out. <laughs> <laughs> until you're out. Nice. All right, so, uh, Brooke, tell us a little bit about the uh, the song, 7-Eleven Nachos. So, um, I kind of, there's like a bunch of things that inspired it. Like, um, I grew up watching a lot of Beavis and Butthead, and then <laughs> there's this, band from Chicago, Screeching Weasel, that had a song about 7-Eleven that wasn't too positive, but I, like, heard that, and I was watching Beavis and Butthead, I was like, I gotta try these nachos out, and I was like, these are actually pretty good, so I started writing it as a joke, Yeah. and then I was showing the girls, and I was like, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we just, like, made this a song, like, I think we could just put, like, a riff over it, and, like, bam, it's done. Oh my and then god! It, it just happened. All right, so Brooke, whose idea to um, to put this out there for and, and tag Seven Eleven on it? So um, we're looking for a single to promote our EP, and we were like torn between songs. But we had played this at like a couple local gigs, and people really liked it. So we were like, let's put it out. And then we were like, a bunch of teenage kids, like, ooh, would it be so funny <laughs> if we tagged Seven Eleven and we got them to look at it? And so that was the thought process. 
All right, and then uh, Morgan, what did who who did Seven Eleven reach out to directly to you guys? Um. Well, what happened? Like one of their marketing agencies, I believe, uh, first reached out to us. Well, actually, no. In the beginning, they commented on the Seven Eleven post. Like we've been listening to this on repeat. Uh, and, you know, obviously <laughs> that was big on its own. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the marketing agencies uh, for Seven Eleven reached out to us and. After a few months, um, we started recording our video, and then um, they worked with 7-Eleven, and here we are now. So it's probably a process since March getting this squared away. All right, and and Fiona, was it, it had to have been kind of funny to you guys, right? That Like, can you believe this is happening? Oh, yeah. Well, at first we didn't believe it. We're like, no way this is real. Like, <laughs> why would they like this? But, but uh, yes, it was crazy. <laughs> all right. Well, who all, Fiona, is in that music video? Because it looks like you've got maybe, like, family and friends that are in it. Because yeah. for those who haven't seen it, like, there's there's uh, children's wading pools in the parking lot that are filled with nacho cheese. And people are swimming around in it dressed as, as, as uh, nachos. So who all's in that video? Yeah, so we are allowed to have, like, our friends and family. And so uh, Brooke's dad and aunt, I believe, are in there somewhere. Uh, our friend Annie, our friend Mike. Uh, just, it was really awesome. We got That's great. Good uh, buddies. And, and, and Brooke, what about, uh, what about gigs? Are you guys, uh, have you been playing anywhere? Oh, yeah, we've been playing um, a bunch of local stuff. A couple things in Philly, like, we kind of overbooked ourselves this month and next month so we're feeling the repercussions of that right now but we're trying to people keep saying like somebody asked us yesterday they were like when are you coming out west and we're like when we can afford it right right <laughs> so let me ask morgan uh, has there been any interest or suggestion from Seven Eleven that this song could be used in an actual television commercial for Seven Eleven besides just the music video yeah, yeah. Um, they're planning on um, using it for advertising. I'm not sure the exact advertising plan, but I know hopefully it will be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Because honestly, it's it, it's catchy. It, it you know it, it it would hit with the the, the right demo. I think it's a, it's it's a yeah. perfect way to go. Yeah, awesome. I was reading. You guys have a gig at uh, you're performing at the the queer prom concert this Sunday. Is that uh, the next gig, uh, Morgan? Um, well, we do have a small acoustic gig. It's not like our usual gig. We're playing outside of Evolution Candy uh, in Doylestown. Um, we're just doing a few acoustic covers, kind of just like, you know, sit down and talk to, like, the community or whoever shows up. Uh, we're doing it for because we love Evolution Candy. Um, so it's kind of just like a one-on-one -on -one kind of acoustic gig. And then cool. we are doing a queer prom benefit on Sunday, so that's the two gigs coming up. Okay, acoustic punk. By the way, that'd be a good. That'd be band really name. cool. I like yeah, that. I like that as a band name. <laughs> Fiona, when you guys play acoustic, what do you? You don't play your drums, do you? That's gonna be too loud. No, so I can pick up a little bit of guitar. So I've been ah. trying really quickly to learn all these songs on guitar. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like a 
Hey, yes. so the only, the only thing I've heard from you guys is 7-Eleven Nachos. That's all we play. But Marissa grabbed some excerpts of a couple other songs, and I'm dying to hear a song called Midwest Emo Scum, <laughs> mm. uh, which I think is, is that your next single that you guys are, are trying? No, Key Your Car is your, <laughs> Key your car. What's that about? Is your next single. Hang on. I want to hear a little bit of uh, yeah, yeah. Midwest Emo Scum. Let's, let's play just a little snippet of this. Here we go. Hang on. That's right in the pocket. That is totally. that's straight up legit punk. That's yes, yeah. it is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank it, you. And Morgan, is that you singing on that song, or is that Brooke? Uh, yeah, it's me. Uh, we usually take turns singing. Okay. Uh, it started with me, but then I'm like, you know what, Brooke needs to sing. Okay. So we we take turns. Okay, because that that sounds. I hear almost like a little bit of Courtney Love in there. A little bit too. The yeah. Tone oh, yeah. of the voice and early go goes. <laughs> Yeah. What's that? Oh, sorry. I get that a lot. Um, you get, that's, yeah, that's your your scream kind of sounds, it sounds like the, the song Violet a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I we, actually uh, had to sing that for one of my school of rock shows. So okay. That's <laughs> definitely where it came from. Okay. Very cool. All right. And then I want to hear a little bit of Key Your Car because that's uh, a... <laughs> That's that a, nice... a lot of curse words in it. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Marissa, are we co- we're, we're covered. All, all right, 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 so let's let's check this out. Here we go. Hang on. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna key your effing car, you stupid uh, bitch. I, I, so I want to I want to hear that <laughs> with the f word intact. But yeah. th- those are uh, those are. Uh, they're catchy. They're, it's really well um, done. Is that one? I assume that's you singing, Brooke, right? Oh no, that one's that one's Morgan. Oh, that's so Morgan. I, I like she wrote to your car, but I wrote Midwest Emo Scum. But I was like, these will work for your voice. Oh my God, you guys are like John and Paul. You write a song, and I go, you know, Paul, you would sing this better. You should do this. Hey, uh, so is that about a uh, is that a true story or just something you made up? Did you really want to key this woman, this gal's uh, car? I didn't actually. Uh, I probably would have gotten away with it, to be honest. But, you know, I, I had a lot of uh, anger in high school. And it's just like, you know, instead of actually doing something horrible like that where I'd probably have to pay a lot of money if I got caught, I was just like, let me write a song, get my anger out. Yes, yes. that's nice. the way to do it. You got it. Totally. If, yes. if you have an artistic outlet that you can take your rage out on, exactly. then you should yeah. do that. You think Sid Vicious ever keyed a car? No, he wrote a song. Well, he, <laughs> probably, he probably did. did. He probably blew he up shot a, a lot of heroin. I was going to say, if I keyed a car. So. Yeah, so you don't, oh. don't follow his life path. You, uh, you do your deal. Hey, we just saw this. Did you guys know that your Instagram account is followed by Nikki Six? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's our bestie. He's your bestie? Yeah, we talked him so much. We sent yeah. him a shirt. He asked, he asked for a shirt. Dude. That's there awesome. You go. There you go. Oh, my God. 
All right, so I had, I had uh, thrown out into the world last week, at least to one of your... Whose mom called us last week? Uh, it was my mom. And who was this? I'm sorry, there's three of you uh, on this is This is Brooke. Okay, Brooke, it was Brooke's mom. Uh, so I had said it would be so much fun if you guys could write a Preston and Steve jingle. Does that... Is there any interest in that at all? Oh, we're oh, on it. All the interest. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we would be honored. We're on it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so cool. Oh, I can't wait. All right, yeah, I can't wait, too. <laughs> yeah, whatever they want. Wow. All they right, certainly hear, have the chops. Do we have, the, then there's a song, I want to hear another one. It's called Pizza Ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so tell us about that. Whoever wants to speak about it, tell us about that song before we play it. What's it about? I'll, I'll do some due diligence to Pizza Ball. So um, if you guys are familiar with the Eric Andre show. Yes, like, yeah. That's, like, our favorite show, and we used to, yeah, like, we still do watch it, but we would watch it together, like, all the time. We'd be like, okay, we practiced three songs. Okay, time to watch the Eric Andre show now. (laughs) And we were obsessed with his sketch, like, uh, Time to Deliver a Pizza Ball, where he's just, like, goes in this karate place with, like, a big ball of pizza. And then we were, like, (laughs) I was, like, man, that riff's kind of good. I bet I could learn that. And then we were just, like, Let's make a song. And then I told a story from my childhood that was, like, totally random about me throwing yeah. up. <laughs> well, tell tell me that Eric Andre has, has heard this. Does, is he aware of this? No. I, I we, wish uh, he was. Yeah. We yeah someone, him. someone get him the lesson to it, please. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll put word out and see if we can do it. Yeah. All right. So, this and, and this has, part of it is is your childhood and a story about you throwing up that you included. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's hear a little bit of Pizza Ball. Here we go. Have that, but yeah. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. Uh, so this is uh, this is all happening. I mean, I know you guys have been together since 2020, but this uh, recent surge has all been kind of a, all of a sudden, hasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and people are texting in if they're just coming in in the middle of this. It says, "I love these guys." What's their band name? It's called Froggy. Uh, where where did the name of the band come from, Fiona? Uh, me, actually, I said it as a joke because we were just talking about band names. It was like, Froggy. And then they were like, wait, that's actually, that's good. And then we guessed it. Okay, yeah, I, I thought, I it. thought it was an office reference. For, you know, the the, the, uh, the bumper sticker uh, on the right. Froggy 101. Radio station. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. All right, how about how about the name of the, uh, the EP, Brooke? Can you tell us about that? So that one I kind of just came up with that out of nowhere. I was like, I, guys, I bet this would sound cool. It means corn chowder in Spanish. <laughs> and then we just picked it. Okay, so how do you pronounce it? Uh, sopa de elote. Sopa de elote means corn <laughs> chowder in Spanish. You guys are so freaking weird. I love this. <laughs> I, I love your weirdness. That is just, that's the best. Wow. So what is... uh? What do people, I, I mean, I know the school year just started, but is are, are, are people at North Penn and CB West aware of what's going on with you guys? Uh, some people at North Penn have come up to me, and it's like people that I would never associate with ever. <laughs> so it, it'll be like, like what I would call like popular kids will come up to me and be like, yo, love the video. And I'm like, can't tell if you're trying to bully me again or uh. if this is genuine. <laughs> 
Wow. You know what, though? That, that, this, is, this is right out of, of, a, of, a, of a movie. Totally. It's, it's a classic thing. Yeah. You know, but I mean, listen, that's, uh, it's, it's cool. You're, you're, this is, you're, you're sort of carrying the flag for people who just sort of feel that they're, they're, they're blending into the scenery in school, mm-hmm. and you're standing out doing what you love, and so that's pretty cool. I bet at the end of the day, they're just jealous. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you guys yeah. have talent and ability, and you made a really cool video, and uh, what did they do yesterday? Uh, and, and are any of them on the Preston and Steve show this morning? No. Probably at soccer practice. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with soccer practice, but they're not on the Preston and Steve show. So there yeah. you go. No, I, I love it. I love you guys are just going for it. So that's cool. And uh, the whole thing with 7-Eleven is, is that's so funny. classic. So, yeah. all right, well, listen, thank you guys. Good luck with everything. We're looking forward to hearing our song, okay? Oh, yeah. We'll get right on it. All right. Thank you, guys. It's Morgan and Brooke and Fiona from Froggy. You know what's funny is that they they are they're they're possessed of that that vibe, that spirit, you know, and at, at their age to be that, you know, aware of. Yeah, I mean, you, you, down to the goofy titles and everything else, and the the song subject matter. It's it's uh, it's authentic. I love they're doing it. That uh, I mean, because listen, you're, uh, Morgan and, and Brooke are just they're just kind of screaming. Yeah, and you don't have to be a great singer. Now yeah. they may be great singers. I don't know. Yeah. And they're just they're kind of doing their thing. Uh, to get the spirit of what punk and rock is all about. Absolutely. And you just go for it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's awesome, man. <laughs> it's, Were you it's guys, I, I try, after hearing them last week, I went back and, and tried to search. Because when, when I first heard punk, like straight yeah. up hardcore yeah, yeah, yeah. punk music, I thought it was funny. I, yeah. did, I didn't find it, it, like it didn't speak to me. Right. I found it humorous. Yeah. Uh, and I went back and searched uh, on YouTube to hear like some really old punk, and uh, it's it's pretty. It's still kind of funny. We we have this we have this cassette, and I don't know where we got it, but a, a, a fellow band member of mine, because I was into you know hard rock yeah. and stuff like that. But it was just like people screaming with just over distorted guitars, just doing nonsense. And we would laugh our asses off listening to it. So when they sort of um, um, blended, so in the early days of the Go Go's, they were they were punk. Yeah. I mean they, that's what they did. They had a very similar sound, and then they they uh, they morphed a little bit and yeah. and uh, became what they are. But they they're. The ability was there, so yeah. um, if you can do that, and ha- Green Day caught a whole bunch of crap when they became popular because they started, right. you yeah. know, uh, with the 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 punk vibe. Mm. I just, uh, um, I wasn't cool enough to, to like punk. It's as simple well, as that. Like I, was... I just, I was too into like mainstream stuff, and I, you know, I look at like my. If you were to go through my wife's CD book from when she was in high school, it's like oh. You were actually pretty cool. Oh, like, she was into cool music? She was into cool music. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> well, I get so weak in the knees. WV. Sisters with voices. Of course. <laughs> but punk was sort of the, the refuge for the, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. The outcast. People who had uh, a yeah. little bit of anger and, yeah. and just wanted a emotion. Kia a car. A Kia car. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to fob a car. I want to hear that again. Key your car. Hang on a second. Key your car, you 
Okay, she got a good voice. Yeah, she does have a yeah. good voice here. The yeah. other stuff is just more punky yelling. Yeah. So. I think that's my favorite. Key your car? Yeah. yeah. I can see you liking that. <laughs> when you can say you stupid bitch in a song and it's another girl saying it, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, might write some angry lyrics and send yeah. it over to them, see if they can use it. Nice. Yes, you might have some. I'm I gonna, think I do. Kathy's new song is, I'm going to kill your succulent, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it. wow. I wonder if they could do a fall activity song. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, listen, they're doing a lot of work already. Uh, yeah. But if they could, that'd be great. Fall activities! <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Wow. All right, well, anyhow, uh, the band's called Froggy, and uh, we have we have a little uh, thing about them on uh, PrestonandSteve.com if you want to check that. I'm sure there's some links on there, yes. uh, Nick, to yeah, uh, check out their video. Instagram is uh, Froggy the Band. Uh, I think same as Twitter. So, um, yeah, all that information's up Dude, on our side as well. Nikki Six asked for a, t- asked for a T-shirt so cool. from them. Love it. I want a T-shirt from Froggy now, right? too. <laughs> all right, anyhow, uh, we should take a break. You know why? We got money to give away. We got bizarre file stories to talk about, all these things. So let's take a a quick break. By the way, Ken Burns. Maybe they could write a song for his <laughs> documentary. Ken Muhammad Burns. Ali! Muhammad Ali! We'll be coming on to talk about his Muhammad Ali documentary. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we got about a minute left, so you know what? I can do a couple of shout-outs if you guys Let's don't do mind. Uh, this one says, hey, Preston, my name is Gabrielle Davis. I'm curious if you guys could do a birthday shout-out for my dad. He is a huge fan and has always listened to your station. His 50th is on Monday the 20th. How well, exciting. That's today. Uh, and I thought this was, if it was a possible thing, it would make his day. So, Gabrielle, here you go. Happy birthday to you, sir, and have a great 50th. And... Uh, it doesn't say her dad's name. So, Dad, happy Gus. birthday. It's Gus. It's yes. Na- your name is now Gus. Gus. I dubbed thee Gus. Uh, here's one that says... Let's see here. This is a really long email. Uh, not really long, but uh, my name is Sarah, and I was wondering if you could please request a birthday shard out. Uh, maybe a corn shard, it says, for Friday, September 24th, or the week of September 20th. Uh, Whichever is easiest for you. My actual birthday is September 25th, the day of the MM barbecue, which I am attending for my 44th birthday. Awesome. I'm originally from New York, and I moved to South Jersey six and a half years ago, scanning the radio stations on my drive to work that first day. I heard the intro to the show and thought, well, this sounds interesting. (laughs) Couldn't stop laughing and took away the first day jitters. Told my husband, Matt, about the show, and we've been hooked ever since. Love it. 
Uh, she says, I am a yoga teacher, huge Pearl Jam fan, love Rush because my husband does. Make a mean chicken bacon ranch pizza, and I love a good craft beer as well. Uh, so regards, that is from Sarah Gibson. So do we have the corn? I uh, believe so. I, uh, I think this might be it. There you go. I love that. That's a, that's a great one. And then one last one that says, uh, hey, good morning, It. Uh, I'd like to request a shout-out for my boyfriend, Jeff Cates. Uh, anywhere around September 20th would be amazing. He loves you guys, listens constantly, and I think it would make his uh, this his best birthday ever to get a shard out. Thanks a million. That is from Amy Delaney. So, a shard out to Jeff. Happy Boom. birthday to you, sir. You nailed a couple of them. Yeah. All right. Now, it's time. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. Raining blood from a lacerated sky. <laughs> Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, and the word is cheer, C-H-E-E-R. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do that. You can text it at the contest, the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And then one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person, if it's you, will get a call from Beasley. So make sure you do answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. The whole thing is sponsored by Horizon Services. So again, that word for you, my friend, cheer. C-H-E-E-R. Get on it and good luck. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right. Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use code ROCK to get in on the action. This is messed up, man. Three people were shot Saturday during a baby shower in Pennsylvania after a fight about gifts. About so the, so yes. the guns came out? The guns came out. Police in Lower Burrell. She's not going to fit into that. Which is a small city 30 minutes northeast of Pittsburgh, responded to a call reporting an active shooter. Uh, authorities discovered that it was not an active shooter situation, but rather an isolated family incident during a baby shower. I, I've never heard of anyone bringing a gun to... Kathy, do you bring a gun to the <laughs> baby shower? I'm usually packing heat. Yeah. <laughs> a suspect was taken into custody after a 23-year-old man, a 19-year-old woman, and a 16-year-old boy were all shot. All three were taken to the hospital for gunshot wounds and their conditions remain unknown. Police said they believe a family argument that broke out over presence turned physical before the shooter took out a semi-automatic handgun and began firing. Uh, the name of the suspect has not been released. Wow. God almighty. Uh, that was messed up. This is even... All this, right. This is messed up as well. So, in the early morning of July 18th, Greg Moore went for a jog on a tree-lined road near his home in Maple Valley, Washington. His wife, Michelle, expected him to come back sweaty and tired but feeling great and looking forward to the rest of his day. Greg did not come home. Hours after Michelle went looking for him, a bystander found Greg dead in a ditch. He was shoeless. His body was surrounded by plastic shards of a headlight covering, and it looked as if a car had struck him from behind. Not long after the body was located, Michelle came upon a police roadblock, and for two months, police hunted for the killer. Prosecutors have charged the person they say is responsible, a 15-year-old girl who had allegedly taken her godmother's car on a joyride 
and intentionally rammed this guy from behind, quote, to scare him. Oh, oh my God. Man. Yeah, this is, dis- this is disturbing. So the girl... What kind of demon does that? The girl's been charged with second-degree murder and felony hit and run. She is being prosecuted as a minor. Last week, the teenager, accompanied by her father, turned herself in. Uh, the teenager took her godmother's Toyota Camry without her permission, drove around with a friend as a passenger. Now, driving up behind Moore, the teenager told her friend in the Camry... I'm going to scare him. I'm going to bump him. Traveling close to 50 miles an hour, the teenager struck him with the car. Uh, The friend following in the other car heard a loud bang and saw an object fly into the air. The teenagers in the Camry did not stop until they had fled the scene, the friend said, but eventually they pulled over to assess the car's damage. Uh, The friend said they were freaking out. When she returned home, the teenager allegedly told her godmother that someone had hit the car with a bat, and at some point after the incident... The two girls in the Camry described the incident to another friend, allegedly laughing about the way Moore, quote, flew over the car oh, as boy. they hit him. Uh, so it's unbelievable. They, they eventually, uh, the godmother found out what was going on or had had turned the car into the police. The, the 15-year-old freaked out and started damaging stuff around the house, went to her dad, and the dad had turned her in. Yeah, I'm a little troubled that they're uh, they're uh, approaching this as, a, as a, uh, an underage well, she's 15. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a, that's a brutal act. I, I know it is, but they, yeah. you know, there's know. a reason for that. Yeah, so, they've, um, they've, they've made accommodations in the past. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll yeah. see what they do. A woman who filmed a now viral rant where she criticized Walmart managers and quit her job using the store's PA system says she's overwhelmed by the support she's received in the span of a couple of days. Beth McGrath, who said she worked at Walmart for nearly five years, uh, first shared the video of her impassioned and sometimes profane tirade aimed at the store's management on Tuesday. Since then, the Facebook uh, video has accrued more than 100,000 views and thousands of comments from people voicing their support. So she had said on the PA system, I'm tired of the constant gaslighting. This company treats the elderly associates like S. Uh, She goes on to accuse her store manager of being, quote, a pervert (laughs) and criticizes others over the treatment of her coworkers. She said, shame on you all for treating your associates the way you do. I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. And then she closed out the video by praising some of her fellow associates, claiming Walmart doesn't deserve y'all. McGrath has since made up a follow uh, since made a follow up video where she thanked everyone who encouraged her on social (laughs) media. And she said, don't be afraid to speak your piece. Even if it tears you down first. Thanks, guys. Don't you think at this point Walmart would install some sort of kill switch? Right. right. It's happened like five times. It's happened before, yes. All right. Here is your uh, cringeworthy story of the week. (laughs) Uh, First he backed up his hard drive and then he backed up his penis. Okay. A UK teen had to undergo emergency surgery after an attempt to measure his manhood (laughs) resulted him in getting a USB cable lodged in oh. his urethra. Oh, man. All right, so do you, you, <laughs> that sounds like more than just measuring your penis. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there uh, was a lot more happening here. The fiasco <laughs> reportedly began after an unnamed 15-year-old boy was triggered by, quote, sexual curiosity and inserted a USB wire into his urethra per a study published in the medical journal Urology Case Reports. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the cable became lodged uh, like an electronic catheter. Uh, despite oh, my God. Attempts to extract it himself, 
Uh, the USB cord became tangled so terribly that both ends were left hanging out of his Johnson. Now, it might have been less painful if he used a USB-C, which tends to be a smaller Yeah, I don't know, which, I don't know which one it was. So, which one do you use? Uh, I use the C. It's easier. The boy's uh, family transported him to the hospital after he began urinating blood. After oh initial attempts God. to remove the wire failed, the teen was transferred to the University College Hospital London to see if they could extract the cord from him. Uh, the Abares boy asked to speak to doctors without his mother present, whereupon he confessed to his frightening escapade. Why did they bring him to the hospital and not microcenter? Uh, subsequent x-rays revealed that there was a veritable knot of USB wire inside of him. All right, this, so this was a hobby. Uh, which required <laughs> surgeons to make an incision. It says here... In the region between his genitals and anus to yank it out. So they, they had to cut, they had to go through the taint. Oh my God. To get it out of there. Oh my God. Yeah, like it had, like all of it was down in there. <laughs> that's, that's much further than just measuring. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. But it's what he said. So that's why they're quoting it as such in the. Uh, you you in the stay story. away from those cables. And that is what I have in your bizarre file this morning. All right, you have roughly five minutes left to get the word cheer to a C-H-E-E-R is the word for the MMR money clip. You can text it to 45911 or enter cheer at the MMR app or at WMMR.com and let's find out if you are going to win. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You Help You Line. Hi, this is Nancy from Sunny's Italian Deli. We're at 250 Ridge Pike in Limerick. We are the home of the Sunny Slammer. We use only the finest Eaton Watson products. We have been family owned for 25 years. Come in and check us out. Next message. Hi, we're PT's pet sitting and dog walking service taking care of Cherry Hill and surrounding areas going on 40 years. We are the original and voted best of South Jersey pet sitting service. We are family owned and operated. PTs would love to hear you. Call us at any time, 856-667-8352 or check us out on our website, pttech.com. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. All right, I wasn't going to say anything, but I looked over and I saw the text messages. Um, Can I mention the woman from the pet sitting place on the Love You, Help You line? Uh Yes. Uh, Because Steve... Uh, they're not saying this on the text messages, but I think she sounded just like your connoisseur. connoisseur. Yes. yes. She was very excited about her bed place. That's awesome. Oh, I missed it. Um, oh, well, uh, she's just very energetic. Marissa, are you sending that over, Marissa? She's going to send it over so we just can that. fast forward okay. through it. Yeah. But I, I hear this voice. I'm like, that sounds like Steve, <laughs> sounds like Steve during the connoisseur. The connoisseur. She was very excited to offer up the information. All right. Uh, hang on a second. Next message. Okay. Hang on. We're PT's pet sitting and dog walking service taking care of Cherry Hill and surrounding areas going on 40 years. Steve, that sounds exactly Here like you. Do. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> we are the original and voted best of South Jersey pet sitting service. We are family owned 
and operated. ETs would love to hear you. Call us at any time, 856-667-8352, or check us out on our website, ctpets.com. <laughs> There you go. Oh, That's God. energy for you. I hope they get a lot of business. A love real life connoisseur. That's yep. right. I love it. And maybe I based it on her and didn't maybe realize. Maybe you did. Yeah. Maybe you would uh, encounter, you'd encounter her somewhere and just, you know. I've got to use that. It's soaked yeah. in there. I don't know. Uh, interesting uh, bit of information that I came across this morning I thought was was kind of cool. The, the, the title is, What Causes Human Attraction? What causes us to be attracted to other humans yeah. or just attracted to things in general? No, to, to okay. other people. Okay. Uh, so you, yes. fi- you find someone attractive. Right. But we all find traits different that we see as, as attractive. Are you, you know amazed I mean? sometimes or not amazed but surprised by what you will find attractive Certainly. in somebody? Yeah, yeah. I, I find it all the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, because you, you have classically, okay, there's a stunning individual. There right. Be, you know, I mean, we, we all have, there's, you know... Uh, there's symmetry in the face and beauty and, and, yeah. and stuff like that that uh, that you can you know that's why models are models because yes. they're they're attractive. There's certain certain things that it actually comes down to a sort of mathematical equation. Yeah, but there are other things. So neuroscientists know that a behavioral attraction system seems to activate nerve cells in the midbrain that release the neurotransmitter dopamine, which you've probably heard of before. So nerve cells in the midbrain. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and there's cells in the midbrain. There's cells in the brain. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> right? In case we should go on the road, maybe we can open for <laughs> Froggy. Froggy. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> there's cells in the midbrain. Mid-brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Do we have that song? Probably. Is that Cypress Hill? <laughs> yeah. 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 Insane in the membrane. Nerve cells in the midbrain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> That's what I heard. So apparently, nerve cells in the midbrain. Uh... <laughs> Hang on. A Release the neurotransmitter dopamine when we like someone. So dopamine is that um, that pleasure yeah, you the, yeah. hormone. The rush, yes. Yeah. And so so that's what happens in, in the midbrain. Okay. <laughs> So hang on a second. Cells in the midbrain. Can you spell cells in the midbrain? Can you spell midbrain for is it midbrain or yeah. me brain? Midbrain. Me brain. Because I have here, it says insane in the me brain. I have another song. No. I think it's and a I'm, typo. It's probably misspelled. It might be. Here, let's hear it. Yeah, that's a typo. Insane in the me brain. In the me brain. It sounds in the midbrain. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, the nerve cells in the midbrain uh, release the neurotransmitter dopamine when we like someone, but they don't know why only some potential mates trigger this reaction. Mm. Over the years, science has come up with a few ideas, though. One is what they call the golden ratio, or basically the That's idea... That's a to Willy Wonka's factory. That, no, it's a golden ticket. Oh. Uh, and actually, I have a bizarre file story concerning that. But anyway, All right. uh, so science has come up with a few ideas, like I said. So the, the, the golden ratio 
is the ratio of certain parts of the face and other parts of the face create an attractive face. Okay, we've we've talked about this, the symmetry between or the the, the measure of, uh, between the ratio of the nose to the to the mouth. Yeah, so the separation of the eyes. Our eyes are immediately drawn to faces right. that are about 1.6 times longer than they are wide. Okay. And that have bottom lips 1.6 times fuller than the upper lips. So someone who hmm. someone who's Eyes touch their upper lip are going to be more attractive to us. Right? So I guess that lower lip needs to be slightly bigger than the top lip. Right, for a fuller thing. <laughs> so you're going to walk so, around, Casey's going to walk around with his lip, his bottom lip sticking out. In the bit brain. Uh, so, uh, yes. And there, is, there is an obvious symmetry, and they pointed out a few people. I think Brad Pitt falls into this category you know that there's that that what we look for lines up yes i'm not i though i think you're uh, you agree with me preston i i'm not a big fan of the the ultra flawless modely look i like a little irregularity yeah so yeah that that perfect look is like is 14 fingers a bit <laughs> is a bit much right uh i mean but brad pitt is about as good looking as he's a good dude get, right? yeah you know yeah uh, so anyhow, uh, so it's not proven whether people associate that ratio with attractiveness, though, even though we've we've heard this before. So that's why I brought this up. Interesting. Um, beyond that, a 2015 study found that up to one in three people have some amount of facial asymmetry and not that many people find themselves without mates. Who do you? OK, go ahead. In addition, a 2002 study found that. What we see as hot changes over time. Yes, uh, that's true. Never been any consistent hip to waist ratio among Miss America winners or Playboy centerfolds. What were you about to ask me? Um, so, who would you think facially um, f- for a a woman is uh, has sort of a a perfect beautiful face? Wow, um, Gal Gadot. Yeah, is pretty. Spot on, perfect. I find so I find myself when I see Amber Heard. I think Amber Heard has a very pretty face. Mm-hmm. I think Gal Gadot does as well, but yet I'm just as likely to have um, someone who doesn't fall into that perfect symmetry thing. Sure, very attractive to me. You know, yeah. for for different reasons. I it can be simply the eyes that propel. Yeah, you know, oh, very much so. Yeah. I, I saw a picture of. I told you guys know. I think I think Catherine Hahn is super cute. Catherine Hahn is, but she's very not cute. Yeah, classically gorgeous or anything right. like that. But I find I have something about her. There is an actress who is considered to be gorgeous and hot and sexy uh, who does not have a symmetrical face, and that's uh, Scarlett Johansson. You ever Scarlett know? Johansson? Oh but look at her smile. Uh, it's not symmetrical, and and really, one side, yeah, one side goes up, uh, that and the other she's side not. does not. Yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre. But she's mm. obviously she's a total knockout. Mm. T- Anna Diarmas. Oh right, my god! I love it, her. Also, yeah. she Affleck from uh, from from Knives Out, yeah. and she was in Blade Runner twenty twenty nine or whatever. It's pretty stunning. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, and that's again. But she there's there's a little bit of asymmetry to the face that I think right. that makes it stand out. Um, I think lately the most beautiful girl that or woman I've uh, come across is hey, Kathy. It is not Kathy. <laughs> She's beautiful. Give her a good uh, sweet. No, it's uh, Elizabeth Olsen. I think she Elizabeth is, Olsen. She is the perfect. I mean, you just... Who's Elizabeth Olsen? I can't remember. Scarlet Witch. Uh, Marvel. Scarlet Witch. Wanda. WandaVision. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen. God, yeah, what yeah. am I thinking of? Yes. You're thinking of Jimmy Olsen. I am thinking of Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, like uh, Francis Pugh. In, yes. Uh, oh, 
Now, she has a more rounded face. Florence, Florence, She's Florence beautiful. Pugh. Florence yeah. Pugh. I always yeah. say Francis. Francis Lawrence Pugh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, like, uh, those are, those are like, the perfect, like... Everybody thinks that they're gorgeous, right? It's, this isn't necessarily uh, human attraction, and uh, like you know, somebody might have something that I find attractive right. that somebody else might not. That's you know, it? Just, yeah. uh, uh, what uh, a gorgeous man does not have a symmetrical face is uh, Bradley Cooper. If you ever look at Bradley yes, Cooper's eyes, he does not. One eye is much higher than the other eye, and he's like a mess. Yeah, he kind of looks like sloth. I mean, uh, he could have been in the Coney's. <laughs> he's, he's a he's a complete. But why wreck. is he so good looking? He, I don't know. But you if, know? if you look at him, uh, look at look at Bradley Cooper's eyes. One's higher than the other. Yeah, okay. it's hard to and tell in this photo. But. His nose is inside out. Oh my God! I never noticed that until this moment. No, no. But that th- those imperfections, I think, make like for a man will. Uh, there is a certain ruggedness that you'll get from that. Like, um, is Harrison Ford a traditionally good-looking guy? No, he has. I think all you know, he's not right there, but yet it works. Mm. You know, as Indiana Jones and all that. Right. We were watching that was on yesterday. The all three movies were on. Oh, yesterday. were they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. We watched. Uh, I started watching. Raiders of the Lost Ark, and my daughter was watching it, too. Is that the first time she'd ever seen him? Oh, no, she's been a fan for a long time. Uh, So other things that play a role in how attractive we find someone, uh, how well they play the dating game, conversation. the actual game show? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's very good at this. Um, Conversations, conversation dynamics. Okay. Mood and other seemingly random factors. So I thought this was just going on... (laughs) I thought this was just going on the uh, the physical thing when you see someone and automatically uh, have a, a response to that. See, there's so much more. And you know, in, in short order, people can have a way about them that will be attractive to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> is this the dating game? Yeah. Uh, what would you do if I came into the room completely naked with whipped cream on my genitals? Uh, in other words, science has not reliably come up with a way to precisely tell if two people are going to hit it off and be romantic partners or not. Really? Well, we knew that. <laughs> they never will be able to. The computer guys would be dating like crazy. They'd, yeah. have, they'd have the key to uh, success. Yeah. There are certain things. I wonder statistically between the, the dating algorithms and the dating site algorithms and just good old conversation and just, you know, the natural way that it's been happening for years, what has a higher success rate? That's you know, a good question. Who's more likely to just randomly meet somebody and cultivate a relationship? Uh, it, does that exceed the computer or the uh, the app dating? Right. Depends if the people are honest. Yeah, that's you know? true. And like that's, if you're, if yeah. you're going through the dating app route uh, and, and you can weed out people yeah. really well, mm-hmm. uh, but you also could be lied to pretty easily. And though you said 12 inches. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a, you have much more of a field uh, to choose from yeah. uh, with with apps and, and that whole thing. And it, it is so really. statistically your odds increase. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would think so. Right. Uh, and statistically your odds uh, increase to meet a douchebag too, yeah, you that's, know. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah. but, but you do have a, a larger field as opposed to. God, uh, in, when it was just like, okay, let's go out tonight at the bar and, and just go uh, somewhere and try to run into people, yeah. you know, and it is really hard to do. So, uh, I think I posed this question before and I probably forgot the answer, guy. And I know I did because I'm asking it again. But um, would you have done well dating now with all of these apps or would it have been a curse for Apparently you? Apparently, it's so easy right now. 
I, I keep hearing from time and time again that it's just like shooting fish in a barrel. Is it? Oh, yeah. 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 I told you my friend who was divorced yeah. recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you said it was just tearing it up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, he said you won't believe it. I think to meet and to get laid, if that's what you're looking for, completely easy. But if you're looking for a life partner and somebody to marry, it's still just as challenging. Isn't that the new app? Sure. Meet and get laid? Yeah, meet sure. and get laid. But listen, if you're looking for a life partner, might as well get laid along the way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, uh, Steve, I think, I think it would have been uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, as a as someone in their right. like, 20s. I wonder if there's uh, and, a downside. And, and going through the... Oh, I'm sure there's a downside, yeah. yeah but. And I wonder how often it happens where, like, you're meeting somebody online and it really is just a hookup for right. you and, and the partner. How often you're hooking up with somebody that you're actually not really attracted to. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're just... All right, just try and get a rocks off here real quick. storm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Um, by the way, so here, Morgan has a question. Let me go to her real quick. Hi, uh, Morgan, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Morgan? Hi. So um, I uh, did my master's in something that has to do with what you're talking about with the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I have a communications background. And something that might uh, spark your interest is the halo effect, which yes. is, uh, yeah, you might know what it is already. But Sure. Uh, you can forgive uh, someone. Uh, a lot, that happens with celebrities. Sometimes if there's somebody you're really enamored with and uh, they end up, like you find out negative things about right. them, you're able to let that go because you find other aspects of them to be attractive, and you you give them some uh, some leeway. There's that. It was also um, I did a thesis and I did a study where I showed a bunch of attractive people to random people around campus, and they marked the attractive people to seem just based on looks, not meeting them, more trustworthy, right. maybe kinder, more intelligent. And that could happen on dating apps, too. You see something that's really attractive or someone, you might say, oh, they could be really nice, or they could be totally awful yeah. in real life. We do. Yeah, we do assume things about people. We, You know, you, you hope you don't, but you do about those 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 little things. But yeah. it's, it's weird that you would think that someone who is very good-looking is is going to be trustworthy, trustworthy, and so on. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. It, it's why a lot of times being attractive is an advantage in a hiring position. You know, for some reason. Oh, for sure. And yeah. in marketing, uh, yeah. you have somebody who models the product, and they say beautiful is good. Um, but definitely in interviews, like for sure, there you might be more, uh, you know, qualified for the job. But if you're not as you know, but if you look kind of shabby, they might take somebody that's better looking. It's right. bad, but true. That's why those commercials with sloth from Maserati didn't do well. Yeah. yeah. Into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go? You're right, Morgan. It's interesting, and I'll, I'm sure that this uh, that this plays in, and, and somebody will will yeah. uh, go with uh, you know somebody who's attractive over their personality because of that halo effect thing. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. But that can only last for so long, I would imagine. The halo effect eventually diminishes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, unless they're perfect, you know, and then <laughs> right. and you're like, wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call, Morgan. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. By, by Bye. the way, so uh, I also saw this, and it ties into that. Uh, celebrity weight transformations. Yes. Uh, they can be impressive, but uh, we should not be thinking that all of that Separates our own transformation from it from theirs uh, is discipline. So, um, what, what, okay, repeat that again. Meaning that it's if you look at somebody and you see, uh, say, a celebrity, somebody who's very well off, Rebel and very, Wilson, very high profile, and they've hit, made this amazing transition, right? 
and you aren't able to do that, you shouldn't look at yourself and go, well, they can do it, and they're clearly motivated, and I'm not. I agree, because there are other aspects. A lot of times, they, their their career is, will help massage that exactly. weight loss. So this is according to uh, Anna Victoria, is the personal trainer and CEO of the Fit Body app, and says the advantages that stars have that an average person doesn't uh, can range from multiple nannies to private chefs. What's your name, fat body? Personal assistants who take care of their every need. A jelly donut? I mean, not to mention the fact that there's sometimes a, a payday involved. Well, that's it. They, and, yeah. and oh, I, yeah. I watched this whole documentary about the transformation. It was It was sort of incited by... All of the actors who've gotten into shape for the various superhero movies, mm-hmm. and and what they're doing. So there are corner cutting things that take place. That some of them are, are chemical based, and uh, they're not um, illegal. But there is a massaging of genetics, uh, and, and the guys making the point, you know, throughout the thing. Okay, this is what they're doing, but don't don't go on and say, "Here's what I did," right, and and make people think. Oh, you did it without a team and doctors who were overseeing your your uh, all of these various things and, and synergizing them to make you Thor. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not as easy. And it is, as you said, Preston, frustrating for the civilian who goes, yeah. well, how come it's not working for me? Yeah, they're, I'm doing the same thing yeah. they're doing and right. it's not working. I mean, yeah. listen, it takes a physical and a mental commitment and it's really, really and tough. And a financial doesn't a finan- hurt. Yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't hurt at, at all. But, you know, and I'm getting to that. Like, But, you know, the, so physical commitment is one thing. Mental commitment is another. But I wonder for any of those people or all those people who have had failure after failure if you were to dangle a million dollar price tag at the end of the year right hey if you do this if you lose a hundred pounds in a year you win a million dollars right you know like i wonder it's i think i think think (laughs) most would do i think some would still fail yeah i think but but you would find a larger ratio of people that would be able to do it right does jenny craig offer that no (laughs) uh no you can new million dollar startup that's a pretty life changing yeah. uh, carrot. Today. Think of the food you can buy in front of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're going to be eating yeah. so Think good after pizza, this. pizza balls. <laughs> You're not M and M's. So she had said that um, having all those at your disposal allows for more free time to work out consistently. Like literally, not cooking any of your meals. Yeah. That's an extra hour that you could be spending focusing on the physical uh, aspect of your of your training regimen. I exercise every day. Years ago, I used to exercise much more elaborately, and I think wastefully too. It was in some ways it was counterproductive before I learned how to exercise. And the amount of time mm. for people who do it and do it, look at like like they were talking about Chris Chris Hemsworth in this documentary in preparation, like for the latest Thor. That's like five, six hours a day. Oh, yeah. Split routines. I, I mean, all of that. And then for dinner, you sit down to a nice piping hot bowl of steaming almonds. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's that's how you do it. But you're, it's your goal. And then you hit the sweet spot when you're on camera. Yeah. And you look great. And then, you know, that all goes away. I well, mean, not all of it goes away, but a lot of it will. Well, also, you got to figure t- there's, you know, time is involved here as well, right? So, yes. like, you got to figure 24 hours in a day, a third of that is spent sleeping. Another third of that is spent at work, right? So hey, When do you ever get a chance to watch Steve Wilkos? <laughs> uh, I, I told you guys, I saw this was something to help me motivate me a little bit to, uh, uh, to, uh, tamp down on what I was eating and, and lose some weight. And I was watching, uh, it was uh, Chris Pratt who was on yeah. uh, Ellen. Right. And they had a picture of him with his shirt off, and it was from Guardians of the Galaxy. And he was ripped. Yeah, he yeah. looked fantastic. 
and he kind of had this uh, straight look on his face, and he goes, she, she's like, look at this transformation. He goes, yeah, you see that expression on my face? He goes, you know what that is? <laughs> Hunger. (laughs) Yeah, I was starving. I was like, and just to get to that, he had to he had to sacrifice the joy of eating. You know, he had worked out and bulked up and all that, and then cut weight. And so there's a process involved. You can't look like that all the time. Nope, nope. Without having to work really, really hard at it. So you got to keep that in mind. Just as us as average people. Schmoes. If you're trying to make a transition. Remember when Rob McElhenney uh, yeah. put on all the weight? Yeah. Uh, and he had help doing that. And then he took it off. And the exercising, he had a lot of help doing that. He yes. had trainers and people pushing him. And he was working out five, six hours a day. So as he was putting on the weight, he was also working out. So he's building muscle underneath the fat. And then he right. cut weight. And then that's... But again, he'll tell you, it, it just... You know, you 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 miss you miss a, uh, a, a a protein bar in the morning, and you're passing out from hunger because you have <laughs> you have no stored anything. Um, so she goes on to say, furthermore, something that makes this false narrative even more damaging is the fact that it uh, partly or entirely it is their job to look a certain way. So, yes, uh, that isn't the case for the average person. So it's unfair to hold them to the same standard that celebrities hold themselves to. That's why radio is so demanding. We are held to a standard. We're supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. Uh, there's a nutritionist that said uh, the quick transformations set at particularly unreal set a particularly unrealistic example. Excuse me, uh, and said in reality, change simply takes a long time for the average person. Not to mention many many celebrities go to unhealthy extremes yeah. in order to maintain this ideal image. Think of the classic stories of uh, of of models of of the um, of the bulimia and all that stuff that you would hear about, and you know that sort of became the norm. You know, and models are just genetic freaks in the right direction. You yeah. know, I mean, like they're just as <laughs> weird and uh, an anomalous as somebody who is quote unquote hideous. You know, but they they just. They they won the genetic genetic lottery instead of losing it. Do you know somebody? There are people. Like my wife is one of them who can kind of just you know eat a lot of different things and and does not, you know she hovers around 110 pounds or whatever. I'm like God bless you, man. That's you know that people would die for that, hmm. would kill for that. Another thing to keep in mind: many celebrities don't disclose if they've gotten plastic surgery. Uh-huh. Man, or I was not too. I was watching uh, Celebrity Family Feud last night, and um, it was on. Uh, well, it was uh, Steve of the Selling Sunset. Those people. Oh, the uh, the, sh- the the they're, they're um, like Iranian real estate dealers. Yeah, or they they, uh, they're, they all work in L.A. Preston, and they sell um, real estate up and down Sunset and all over Los Angeles. Okay. I guess it's a reality show. I haven't watched. It's but, incredibly uh, unwatched. Really vapid. <laughs> but uh, every single one of these people, men and women, had yeah. all had plastic surgery, and. Steve, you were talking earlier about the overly modelly look or whatever. The yeah. overly plastic surgery look to me is so evident and plain as day, but I, I do not find it remotely attractive. And yet, um, it's sort of what a lot of people aspire to. It's just it's an odd combo to go into the knife, end up looking like this, and, and going about your life that way. That is, you you are the anomaly though if you don't look like that where they where they live. Yeah, especially if you're selling real estate. Really? You got yeah. That's like that's like um, the, uh, the 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 pharmaceutical reps, pharmaceutical yes. reps, and real and and real estate. That's it's another one where cut from the same jib. Being good looking, yes, helps you, helps further on your when you walk in business, to right? the doctors, the horny doctors, and say, "Excuse me, would you like to try this? <laughs> it helps with boners." Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course, uh, real estate agents post their pictures everywhere, mm-hmm. and the better. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It helps to sell crap. And that's, one, her, that's her phone. Uh, that's how, wow. 
Uh, so if you're looking to do a, a weight loss journey, journey. Uh, you may want to be realistic about it. And it's also, it's a journey. So don't, you yeah. know, it, it takes Not a overnight. little bit. Look at, no, a di- yeah. look at it Adele. It takes a little bit of time. Look at Rebel Wilson. Look mm-hmm. at the, you know, now, now you have to wonder. You know, look at the blowback they both got for losing weight. Right. Lizzo started to lose weight and caught a whole bunch of crap. It's just, you know, when you don't see results right away, it can be a little bit discouraging, right? Give so, up. So, no. But, like, you know, losing five pounds a week is not, um, like, you don't have to do that, right? No. You, you know, you lose a pound a week. You can lose a pound every two weeks. And then you'll like, look back and you say, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Here, here I am. Right. It's Starving. You know, it's like, you know, listen, you know. Like your children, you don't notice your children growing up in front of you because they're doing it, you know, uh, one day and one minute at a time, right? right? So, but you know, they they do grow up regardless. So, if you do, you know, approach your weight loss and your fitness the same exact way, it will happen. You just don't have to get it all done in a week. Speaking of uh, of kids and food, Casey, which you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you guys caught this story or not, but apparently. There is a shortage of a beloved lunch stable staple that appears to be sweeping the nation. Uh, and fans of this particular cult classic are in an uproar. There is a shortage of Lunchables. Oh, no. Yes. Fine. They're gross. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, Lunchables I, hit just, just after the point where they would have been something for me in school. Like, but I, I know they've been a perennial. I remember when they when they very first came out. I dug them. I thought it was great because I I like uh, you know ham and cheese yep, and, yep. and crackers, uh, uh, charcuterie of sorts. Sure. Uh, and when they came out with that, I was like, boom! You just pick it up and go. And, yeah, and, and you got it. Uh, but now I think they're kind of gross uh, because <laughs> yeah. the, just the the quality. They're using the lowest quality. Of everything. The meat is yeah. is not that great for a kid. It's what okay it? because it's a, it's a more basic taste. But I mean they. So you can buy, what's uh, it, what's, they're not Lunchables, but you can buy better versions yes. of Lunchable. Ta- you know what I'm talking oh, about, Oh, I Kathy. tried that. And Chase like, was like, what is and, this? Oh, yeah, this he wouldn't like it. No, he was like, what is this? I, this is gross. I was like, no, it's healthier. It's actually not gross. Try it's it. prosciutto and wine cheese. What's in the like in the, founda- the, the, the the core Lunchable? What is in the, the core? What are the items that you'll find in the standard I think uh, ham, right. cheese, and crackers. That's or it, right? They have a turkey, yeah. cheese, and crackers, and they they all come with a drink and like a Do little, they? Yeah. yeah, and like a little dessert, so like a peanut butter cup or an Oreo cookie, or a Nestle oh. Crunch. My kids. That's go- why Jace likes them, except yeah. he'll eat the crackers. Right. Uh-huh. Skip never touches the meat. Maybe he has the cheese like a tiny bit, and then he just eats the whatever the, yeah. the treat is that comes with it. I'm like, why am I buying this? Right. No, my Gross. kids do. They like you're pizza. tearing me apart. <laughs> There's a pizza one that I I tried it. Ew. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's well, it's, you know what it is, Casey? It's yeah. basically sushi pizza. Oh, it's nasty. Yeah. And it's cheap. And so, you know, cheap food is usually not healthy. You know, right, it's, right, it's, right, it's right. high uh, calories, high in sugar, and that's why kids will eat them. But they're just, it's not good for you. Yeah. So we're looking at the, the Lunchable Pizza Pepperoni. <laughs> And the best part, though, so so the kid will eat it because they they like yeah. it. it's it's kind of yeah. neat looking, and the parent loves it because it's like here, yeah, you know that's it. I love you. Prepped. Game <laughs> over. Here you go. It's perfect for Kathy. Here, <laughs> eat it. Here, I love you. Eat this. No, I'd rather cook than give them that. Uh, so <laughs> there's a there's a shortage of Lunchables. Uh, spokesperson from Kraft Heinz, which owns Lunchables, uh, said that there is record demand for the product right now. Hmm. Uh, the spokesperson said that the company has seen Lunchable sales grow by double digits for the first time in five years. Wow. Chris, you have a bento box, which is I essentially do. you make yourself a Lunchable every single day. 
Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? My, my daughter does the same thing for school. You know, she okay. has a little bento box, and, you know, she puts her little things in her little compartments, and boom. I love my little bento box. Yeah. I saw, I forgot I was uh, where I came across it, some article online, and I was like, that's what I need for lunch every day. Because we had to start, in pandemic, we started bringing our lunch here, yeah. or at least some of us do. And I, uh, and now I find a little, um, I find a little joy in packing my lunch. Your little bento box? In my little bento box. Right. Yes. Well, it's portion control, too. I mean, yes. you're picking the ingredients of what you're eating. You know, you're going to, when you make your own meals, it, the, the tendency is to cook a little bit healthier for yourself mm-hmm. and, and uh, to not splurge. And so that's the difference between that and a Lunchable is that you're buying something that's pre-bought because it's easy and convenient. I stopped using the Bento because I was filling each slot with gum. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, you're not supposed to swallow that. Yeah, that sticks yeah, to your heart. <laughs> Uh, no, so it stays in your stomach for seven years. Yes, oh, that's, so what, that's yeah, what I heard. Yeah. Stays in your stomach for seven years. <laughs> then it comes out as a what? What do they call it? A, a beezer? A beezer? Oh no! A um, oh, the hairball? Is it a bee? Is that what they're yeah, called? Yeah, beezer? Yeah. yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Bezor, yeah, Bezos, Bezos, Bezos. Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. A, a small, ma- a small bald millionaire comes out of your ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? On his way to space. Billionaire. Yeah. Billionaire. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, I had no idea that, that would turn into a Bezos. <laughs> I had never heard that that rumor before. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you would think that it would. Uh, I, I'd be able to find you Jeffrey, for the Jeffrey uh, Bezos song. So, oh, it's under it's Jeff Bezos. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, that's it's not under Jeffrey there Bezos. Jeff, oh, here we go. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Just on a side note, is that worth it? Yeah. If, what? Go if you want to play it again. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Man, did they undersell that Elon Musk, the uh, the civilian? Totally. Yeah. I'm like, that was a major thing that happened. You know why? Because Kathy was into it. Yeah. For right. Christ's sake. Elon... I watched him come back. I watched them land in the water. Yeah. Elon wasn't in the in the craft, yeah. so it. Right. That's uh, why. Yeah. Uh, but you know what happened? That, that resulted in, in a massive donation to charities. Yeah. That Saint was the Jude's. Whole, the whole predicate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, he, huh. Needs, he needs to get his ass in there. It'll make more news. I think the next one's going to the space station. There's going to be one, right. maybe launches from uh, Kazakhstan or whatever, and uh, <gasps> they're going to go. Uh, that's going to be the launch sound, and they're going to go to the space station. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Um, there is supposed to be, or there was uh, a who wants to go to space TV show. Really? Yes. Yes, right? I do remember reporting on that a while back. It was a kind of a reality show type of thing where I, they were going to have, but that stopped. Right? They're not going to potential candidates, and I think they were going to like eliminate them, kind of like a uh, kill them in space. Yeah, we're going to kill them. <laughs> uh, no, they were <laughs> the flush them out the vacuum for contention or uh, not contention <laughs> consideration yeah. as they go along. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, it's going to happen. Uh, so, oh, it is happening. Yeah. Uh, well, the reality oh. show is coming out in 2022. Uh, you know what? I also read um, that the that one that I was just talking about, where they're going to the space station, they're actually going to film on location for a movie at the space station. So, well, this, and that's like I think this Russian space. Uh, I'm sorry, Russian film crew is going up, but they're also taking up um, amateurs, non astronauts, to go with them. No, you're right. And so, in fact, Nick, what you're talking about, Tom Cruise had been in a yeah, massive yeah. rush. To be the first uh, action star to actually film in space. Wow. It looks like this Russian mission is going to beat him because they're going to shoot scenes for a movie in space. Oh, man. Yeah. I got to let Tom Cruise do that. I mean, come on. Come on, Tom dude. does all the cool stuff. Right. Lunchables? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Okay. From so, Lunchables to anyway, space. Back to that. Uh, compared to 2019, nearly 2 million 
More households bought Kraft Heinz brands in the second quarter of 2021. They added that the company is thrilled to see the incredible demand for Lunchables. What do they attribute that to? And to address this growth, the company is working to invest in its supply chain. It's all supply chain stuff. All right, okay. Additionally, a spokesperson said that Kraft Heinz has teams working fast and furiously so that our retailers and consumers can get more of the Kraft Heinz products they love wherever they like shop. So a handful of Reddit users discussed the lack of Lunchables in their grocery stores across multiple states, including Arkansas, Florida, Michigan, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, and Washington. Some consumers also posted about their inability to find Lunchables on the brand's Facebook page. And um, they should do a Smokey and the Bandit movie, Preston, where they're bringing Lunchables instead of, what was it, Coors? What was that? The <laughs> yeah, one? it was beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From Texarkana. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they need to, to do a run. <laughs> With Lunchables. He's bound and down. <laughs> Gotta get those Lunchables to Memphis. Uh, grocery store executives told the Wall Street Journal that some stores are experiencing supply, experiencing supply challenges as significant as what occurred in the spring of 2020 when hoarding items in preparation for the lockdown left shelves empty and stores scrambling. So I haven't been in. I haven't seen any empty shelves at the grocery store lately. Have you Have guys? Used, no. Yes. Some, some things are yeah. getting a, oh a little God, yeah. lower. Yeah. Really? Yes, I, uh, gosh, where was I just the other, oh, I was, I actually, I was in Wawa yesterday, and the, first of all, the drink selection, I was like, what happened to the refrigerator? Who <laughs> huh. stole everything? Okay. Um, and then all of the stores, like, um. It, I couldn't find pine nuts at Acme on Saturday. <laughs> well, that's a yeah. little obscure. <laughs> Should have went to Whole Foods. They always have them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, any grocery store, any of them, and Target, and all of them, uh, there are days when you go in and there's barely anything on the shelves so as bad so what you need to see is look at some of the footage coming out of australia they actually went on strike the 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 long-haul truckers Mm. and they were showing their supermarkets uh i mean barren empty shelves and it only took about three days three days because that's what they do these 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 truck drivers are what's keeping all of this happening you know what I found, though, that if it'll go like section by section, like right. you'll go, you know what I mean? You'll go in, like, say, like the drinks and that's empty. And then you'll go in the following week. That's completely stocked. But like another aisle is empty. I told you I couldn't get my uh, my fire fiber capsules. Finally got them. So, guys. Oh, yeah. You're Metamucil. Yeah, we need a hookup, man. And then, so I had talked about that, and then somebody was telling me either that day or the next day, they couldn't find tampons. (laughs) Who? Really? Who? Well, somebody that was was in need of tampons that I know. I got some Metamucil (laughs) tampons. Meeting in a parking lot. Where's where's the stuff? Trading for tampons. I'm I'm bleeding. I need to poop. Yeah. Let's meet. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> I'm bleeding. You need to poop. We can work together. We can work it out. Yeah. And then somebody else that I knew was looking for donuts, and the <laughs> supermarket that they went to literally said, we have a donut shortage. I was like, there's no such thing as a donut shortage. How would you like to eat some tampons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if we were to honey glaze some tampons? Donut shortage? Yeah. There's no such thing as that. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Actually, uh, Rich has a word on a... Uh, uh, a shortage on a tasty morsel like a donut. Hey, Rich, good morning. Good morning, guys. Listen, what's going on is the flood that happened in Philadelphia 
is affecting Tasty Cake and Edmonds packaging. I I don't doubt that. That's a good point. There's mm-hmm. been some erratic, you know, heavy weather issues going on, and uh, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, you're not going to see you're not going to see the cellophane top on the pies, and also the Edmonds product is having an issue with the cellophane also because you, you they don't have it now. It, it, it got blown away. So what are they what are they going to put? They, they, are they going to replace it with something besides cellophane? Yes, they're going to go with a solid box. They have to put a top on it because it's solid box. Not as okay. Else. So that's for the taste cake pies and the Edmonds also. Beambos will step up because they are the Entenmann's people. Okay. And I Thanks, know Rich. that they will do right by us. Appreciate it. Uh, I just found out about another shortage. Uh, I went to another pizza place. I went to this place called Just Pizza in Chester what on they Saturday night. Crazy can, enough, can they, they can sell get, donuts. Okay. Can, no. can I get some wings? <laughs> we don't have wings. Sorry, just pizza. Yeah. Uh, All right, then how's your spaghetti? Um, but I, I got the tour of the place. Uh, this guy, Kent, at, was a nice guy. Uh, but he was saying that there's a there's a pizza box shortage. A pizza what now? Box. Oh. There's a cardboard. shortage of everything. Huh. And it's. Um, I think it's because of... Uh, Can't they build them out of timber tech? They could try. But that would be very, very cost prohibitive. <laughs> After a while, I mean, because it's like it's very expensive. Thirty bucks to so just pizza. We have a picture of you in front of just pizza. You're, a lot of people may not know that on your Instagram account, you're doing a uh, a tour of all the pizza places in Delco. Case or is I'm it... trying. Yeah. I mean, there are. I wonder how many pizza places there are in Delco. Well, you're going to find out. But I'm going to try and find out. And uh, yeah, so that place I went to on Saturday. And so I guess because I, I don't know why there's a pizza box shortage. Maybe for the Can't same they just reason. Put them in, uh, in, uh, in bring your Whole Foods bag. And just... Well. Put the, put the loose slices in that. Didn't we talk a little while back about how they're making, some places are making um, reusable pizza boxes? I remember us talking about uh, there's like literally a farm in South Jersey that will. Um, they grow them? No, no, no. They will They will bury them because they're not recyclable. But they're they'll not. use They'll use yes. pizza boxes, Steve, as like, uh, not compost isn't the right word, but like uh, maybe like a weed like a, preventer like or something. Most- <laughs> not like a, no, not like a mulch, like a, a, a place to uh, where weeds won't grow. Do you know that, that, oh. that, 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 I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, and if somebody wants to correct me if I'm wrong on this, I, I would welcome it. I believe the issue is if the pizza oil touches the cardboard box, it is then not recyclable. Correct. Yeah. But prior to that, it would be recyclable, correct? Correct. All right. Yeah, so if if you didn't if you didn't get the oil on it, that's that's yeah, that's what caused that's it, it to be and unrecycled. It's like almost impossible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? And that place in South Jersey listens to the show and, and listens to the station. So I, we've we've I think oh. talked to them or Pierre talked to them one time. But yeah, send us some snackables. Yeah. By the way, here's Pizza Ball from Froggy. <laughs> where they mentioned Pizza Ball. On That's all. We got to cut right to the. the, uh, <laughs> the I got it. Yeah. Uh, to the what? To the actual to singing. The chorus, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, let me go to John. Hi, John. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, there is a. Uh, we had a huge Mexican party theme uh, that we were having a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And we went to five different stores, no sour cream anywhere in South. <gasps> all right, John. I can hook you up, but I'm going to need some tampons. <laughs> <laughs> so you found you just on your own travels. You've, you've noticed that sour cream is missing. Uh, we went to a Shoprite, a Whole Foods, uh, mm. just, even the, uh, the big stores and the small stores right outside of Philly, in South Jersey, was all gone. I wonder what that's all. Interesting. About. I love sour. Cream. Plenty of guac, though. Plenty of guac, but uh, lots uh, of guac, but no sour cream. Satisfying. 
Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hell's going on. All right. Thanks, man. Well, Appreciate it. Hell in a handbasket. All right. So, uh, Marissa or Connor found this information. Uh, there are, Casey, for your pizza tour. Yes. 251 pizza shops in Delaware County. Okay, so here's the deal, and I don't care because this is my list. Uh, I am knocking off all Domino's and Pizza Hut's and then like, like big chain. chains. Well, those are pizza chains. Yeah, yes, yeah. you don't need to do that. We I know mean, what they taste like. Yeah. All right, so so you're going you're going to to mom and pop shops, mom and pop shops, or restaurants as opposed to yeah chain restaurants, or would you go to like grocery stores? And no, have, uh, any, okay. anything chainish and grocery storeish, unless it's like a mom and pop grocery store, right? You know, then you, I would do like that. You want like a standalone, like a like a real a yeah. real you know on the corner place, and uh, uh, that, that to me makes sense. Yeah, I need this list, and I need it now. And edit it down. Yeah. Is that what you need to do? Yeah. It was okay. so funny. I got a list. I got... All right, Nick, Wayne... Huh? Is Wayne Delco? It depends Wait, on which part of Wayne. Okay, because yeah, I, I got... all three counties, actually. I got a message from uh, Carla's and Wayne. They're like, you got to... And I was like, all right, I'm coming. They're all like, right. well... Um, we're closed tomorrow. I was like, I'm not coming, like, right now. I'm like, I will be there. It'll be on my list. I will... I promise I will get there. Okay. But, but... I need to find a good cat. Uh, I need to find a good pizza shop for you, Kathy. So that yes, is. So we got to go to Montgomery County. Yeah. So I I told you I said I got one more spot that I got to go to, and now I can focus on Kathy Romano and getting her the right pizza right. for her family, which is what's most important. That's very important. <laughs> important. Wow. Okay. How long do you uh, anticipate this pizza tour will continue? I would imagine this is going to be a couple forever. of years. Probably the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Forever. Okay. 251 places is a lot. It is a yeah. lot, but... Hang on a second. Katie wants to mention another shortage that's going on. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Katie? Um, how are you today? Doing well. Just wonderful. How are you, Katie? I'm doing wonderful. How's everybody doing? The family good? <laughs> oh, yeah. Except for... Um, you know, the, mo- the monster shortage, so... There's a lot. There's still the Wolfman and Frankenstein. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, you mean Monster Energy Drink? There's a Monster oh, Energy Drink shortage? I see it all over the place. I don't know what you're talking about, but, like, every supermarket that I go to... No you, Monster Drinks? There are tons of... I mean, is it a specific flavor? Are you looking for, like, yeah, Sunrise? So the, the Rehab okay. um, Monster Drink. If you go into Wawa, there's none. Um, huh. the there wasn't any drinks at Wawa none. yesterday. Huh. So you're saying yeah, you're having Wawa's a tough time getting the, getting the monster stuff. Interesting. Because yeah. uh, that's where Casey goes. Yeah. I mean, listen, where, I, what what territory are you in, Katie? Um, I'm right outside of Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Huh. Langhorne has a shortage on monster. All right, noted. We'll alert the authorities. Thank you, Katie. Tell mom I said no hi. Bye bye. All right, see ya. All right, let me go to. Uh. Wait what? real quick. Um, I think ah. it, I think it has to do with the cans. There's a can shortage, so so that's the reason that you're not seeing uh, drinks like Monster. Okay. So well, yeah, Monster comes <laughs> when you're comes asleep. In cans. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right we do. Not in a, a, a soccer a towel. No. Okay. So what comes in cans? Uh, Monster. <laughs> okay. Well, they just like it that way. They don't. They, they don't have to take care of a kid. Hey, I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What was up, Dan? So, cars, man. Uh, cars. <laughs> I just bought a car the other day, and there they said there's no new Wranglers or anything on the lot. No, nope, you're right. Uh, there, are, there are there are automobile shortages. That's why used cars. Yeah, why do they want are, the used cars? It's well, been going on for a while. It's been going on for a while. Yeah, I, I ordered. I, I have a new car. I ordered it. 
in October of last year. I didn't get it till July. Yeah. Because so, they were saying, like, they're, you're Thanks, getting um, more money than you normally would for used cars. For trading? I kind of want to get rid of mine, but does that mean that I have to wait months for a new car? If it, you want to get a brand new car, it depends on the model, maybe. You'll you'll have to configure it so in some cases, you're, you know, where you could just say, oh, okay, they'll look around the country and see what you got or, or whatever and maybe, maybe ship it here. Uh, more often than not, you're going to have to sort of construct your car and they'll build it for you. Yeah, you know? or be less picky about what you want. Because anytime I bought an, an automobile, a brand yes. new one, I want all the features I want to get on it. And I, I used to think, well, all the car lots have exactly sure. what you're looking for. No, no. they got to look all over all the place country because they make them all in such a different way. I just way. got my Edsel yesterday. That's oh, how long. congratulations. Yeah. Oh, man, you waited a, very I waited patient. a long time. Uh, you got way more patience than I do on all right, let me go to one more quick call here because what Nick was talking about and Steve, the, the pizza boxes. Yes. Uh, Jeff is familiar with this, or I don't know if he's behind this thing called Project Pizza Box. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Hey, Preston. Hey, bud. It's Brewer. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so what's this Project Pizza Box thing, dude? So uh, we work at Rank Oak Creek Farm down in Southampton, New Jersey, and... Uh, you know, they don't recycle pizza boxes, so we've been collecting them from Bordentown uh, City for the last three years uh-huh. or so. And we use them uh, on the farm to compost and uh, our mulch crops. So, they, uh, so, you, so you do use it in, in, in mulch, so to speak? Yeah, so like we put them in between rows of crops. Okay. And then put our straw with chips and leaves on top. So, you know, they break down and uh, they don't go to the landfill. And we do about... Oh, you do six thousand a year, I think. Wow! So awesome. those those will eventually biodegrade altogether. They do. I mean, you know, it's better when people take the crap out of the boxes, but sure, yeah. For the most part, they do. Um, now, when they you know, bio when they biodegrade, do they naturally form tampons? <laughs> no. Come again? No, no, no. Just keep going. It's yeah. all right. So, you, but you've uh, you've called in the show before. You've chatted with Pierre in the past, right, Jeff? Yeah, and. Okay. Um, you know, we do it. There's no cost to taxpayers. We just do it because it's. We work with the Bordentown City Environmental Commission, and uh, well, that's great. You know, yeah, like in San Francisco, when you they pick up composting the curbside, you can. If I'm not mistaken, you can put pizza boxes in with your compost. So um, that's cool. I you know yeah. because I always feel kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, about throwing the the pizza box into the regular uh, trash receptacle because. I mean, it's a lot of cardboard. Yeah, and, and it could be reused. But like I said, just from our one town, we do about five, six thousand boxes a year. Is anybody else doing this type of thing, Jeff, around here? Uh, there's a farm called Abe's Acres that we that works with us. Um, the problem is, you know, it's kind of labor intensive. It, it works, um, but it would be great. Like if there was money to pay farmers to do it, I guarantee they'd do it. <laughs> Jeff, I, I I defecate on my neighbor's trampoline. Is that good for the environment? <laughs> I don't see how it could hurt, Steve. Probably that stuff off breaks down. It. it can't hurt. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, On the trampoline, down, right? I wouldn't recommend that. Oh, but you're right. Nonetheless, <laughs> in their yard, it'd be yeah. okay. Hey, but I wanted to say, if people, if it's not in your town or whatever, you can always take the pizza boxes, like mulch a tree in your backyard um, and just cover them with wood chips. And, uh, you know, six months, the pizza boxes pretty much break down. So. Okay. Did not know yeah. that. That's some useful information, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Nice. All right. Appreciate Good it, Jeff. Back. Good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. We'll see you. Awesome. Marissa, are you...
Oh, you look like you wanted to say something. Yes or no? I was, but I was also stretching. But I did find out that there are some Girl Scouts in Mount Laurel who started doing the same thing as these farmers are doing. Hmm. I don't know if they're donating the boxes to the farmers, um, but they have a collection at um, Mount Laurel Community Gardens where you can drop off pizza boxes. That's awesome. Excellent. All right. Well, anyhow, there's a we we got started on this whole thing. There's a shortage of Lunchables, and now we found out there's a shortable shortage shortables. Shortable. There's shortables of other things too. It's clothing for small people, which I am surprised. Surprised at so, well, you know what? Yeah, here at the end of this report, it says uh, other kid favorites, uh, including frozen waffles and Gatorade, are experiencing a shortage. Additionally, resin, aluminum, and other raw materials used for most packaging are running low. That's, that's the issue. That's part of the reason yeah. too. Uh, per CNN, Nike shoes, school supplies, cars, coffee, computer chips, and jet fuel are also hard to get your hands on right Yikes. now. That's the makings of a good weekend. <laughs> wow, right, totally, all those things. All right, listen, let's take a break. You know why? Because we're going to have famed documentarian and pretty much a friend of the press and Steve yes. show on Mr. Ken Burns to talk about his documentary about the great Muhammad Ali. We'll come back with him when we return, so make sure you stay with us. You've waited all summer. All right, you guys ready? And it's almost here. Yeah! Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents MMRBQ. Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. The all-day rock festival. Yeah, it's going to be good, huh? Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. We're going to be drinking. We're going to have a good time. Tickets to party on the lawn start at just 25 bucks, And get you general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. We're ready to rock! From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. Uh, by the way, I'm going to mention a big friggin' deal that we have going on this week. It's always a uh, uh, handy reminder, especially at the beginning of the week when they start uh, to take advantage of these great deals that we have at WMMR.com. And right now... You can get two general admission tickets to Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions oh, for 50 bucks. Nice. Uh, voted the number one haunted attraction in America. It's great. Uh, it's in Glen Mills, and you can experience the award-winning hayride-turned-thrilling-walk, a frightening cornfield, and the infamous Bates Motel, of course. So they made the hayride a walk? Dude, I'd be terrified. That is pretty wild. Going through yeah. the, we walk through the... We walked through there in the daytime one time. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Bates took me and Steve on a yeah. little tour. Were you there too? I was there. Yep. It scared me in the daytime. Now, you guys know I don't like this stuff. Right, right. This is not for me. And we walked through, <laughs> and, and he's showing us this stuff in complete daylight, and I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't so like it's going to be awesome like at it. night because yeah. it happens to be one of the, the absolute best hayrides around. So. Yeah. Uh, so you can get the deal uh, while supplies last uh-huh. at uh, WMMR.com uh, using the keyword deal, and you'll be able to snag that. So, yeah, we are about, we're, we're almost in that. The uh, pocket. Yeah. I'm yep. setting up the Halloween stuff this weekend. Are you doing it On this Sunday, oh, you're Saturday, gonna I'm going to be busy. Oh, you know what? See, I'm debating on, do I just do the fall stuff for like, I guess not, for like a week or two? Well, What's uh, the point of that? I might as well just put Halloween up. No, yeah. just go with the fall stuff first. Yeah. 
I'm not. Then I only get like two weeks of Halloween. Yeah, Ooh, go for go for bar. <laughs> you know what I mean, press? Yeah, but then right after Halloween, does your fall stuff? Yeah, the fall stuff stays out for a while, right? I'll keep yes. the fall stuff out until well, I usually do until camp out, but camp out this year is earlier. A so month earlier, yeah. I'll probably like December for the first week of December. I'll put out the Christmas stuff. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay. That's hey, good. and can I tease something real quick? Next week we're going to do Kathy's fall activity. Oh! What? Yeah. No one told me what? about I, this. What? Is tomorrow the first day of fall? I've or? been keeping it secret. Yes. Uh, tomorrow or oh. is it? Yeah, Wednesday. Today or tomorrow? Yeah. 21st. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. What? Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'm working on it, and yeah, we're going to get it uh, get it all ready, and sometime next week we'll, we'll do the whole list. Wow. Okay. That's what? exciting. That's always uh, that's always a sign of the turn of the um, of, of the seasons. Yes, when we have our activities lists that pop up from time to time. Okay, so are we hitting up Kyle for your theme song, or, or, or is Froggy going to do it? Let's, <laughs> let's see. We, we can't here. take that away from Kyle, though. No. We could have yeah, two Kyle, theme songs. Kyle okay. did do a great yeah. job. Let's let's do a rock opera. Ooh, yeah. All right, let's hire right. Pete Townsend. Right, <laughs> see what he's up to. Wow. And what was this for again? <laughs> Our, our, <laughs> Kathy on our show does that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'd probably good. say yes. He probably would at this point in his life. I, I know this, this is what he's been looking for. Yeah. After yeah. Quadrophenia, he was bereft of anything to get involved with. Right. And okay. now to be able to do the, lo- the, the, the jingle for our fall activities. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it now. Yeah. yeah. I can hear this. Ever since I was a young man, I looked for fall activities. Anything that involves succulents, that was what I wanted. All right. Uh, I would love to continue down this journey, uh, but our guest is ready to go. Uh, And we love having him on. Uh, We've had him. We've been fortunate enough to have him in our studio on a few occasions. Yes. Uh, And he just picks the most wonderful subjects for his documentaries. Uh, The most recent one is called Muhammad Ali. I think we can guess what that's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next episode premieres tonight on PBS at 8 p.m. Please give some love to the one and only Mr. Ken Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Ken. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Great to be with you again. Sorry, uh, it's not in person. Yes. We, 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 uh, also, go ahead. Streaming for free on PBS. Uh, uh, if you go to PBS.org, you can get it. You can catch up to uh, the uh, last episode. Yes. Yeah, there's, and we'll be like that for a few weeks. Excellent. Ken, you know what? I wanted to ask you about your um, your, your process of elimination for the uh, the subjects because there are so many that you can choose from to do a documentary about. And you do these big, broad, uh, you know, subjects like baseball or jazz or so on. And then you zoom in on an individual. Do you have like a, a, a list, a, a master list that you're just eventually going to get around to? Or what, what is it that speaks to you to go for a project? Well, you know, it, it has to appeal to my heart. It has to be a good story in American history. And, you know, most of the big subjects also, their constituent building blocks are biography. So I like to sort of alternate between the big things. I'm working on a history of the American Revolution right now and other longer projects. But I've got this biography, uh, which is not short. It's four episodes and, and eight hours on Muhammad Ali. This is one of the most important uh, athletes of all times, if not the most important athlete, and his life intersects with all the major themes of the last half of the 20th century that turn out to be all the themes that we're dealing with now, like the role of sports in society, the nature of black manhood and masculinity, civil rights, race, justice, you know, war, politics, sex, religion, faith, all of that stuff gets 
pulled in in a comprehensive view, which is what we wanted to do, that we as my daughter Sarah Burns and David McMahon, who are the co-directors, and we spent seven years finding material his family had never seen, that wow. some of those and uh, advisors that we had had never seen, and stories that, that no one had known before. And so this will not be the Muhammad Ali you think. It will have all those important fights and seen from a different kind of perspective, I hope. But more importantly, you'll get to know thousands of little tiny things about him that will just have your head shaking. And I think it, in the end, it's moving. This is a guy who dies the most beloved person on his planet, but it was not always so. In the 1960s, late 1960s, no. He was one of the most wild people in the United States for his stance against the Vietnam War. No one could see a black man taking a faith-based decision. Uh, they could only see it as a political decision, that, i.e. giving the middle finger to America. And so not only whites, but blacks were shocked at, at this. And, and he, had, you know, he lost uh, three and a half years of, uh, at the height of his professional powers, and then he came back. And he came back again and again and again, and he amazed us with his courage. He amazed us with his beliefs and his willingness to stick to his beliefs, which is very American. He, you know, surprised us with his love and generosity for others, and we began to realize he'd been right about a lot of things as well. And so, in many ways, it wasn't him that was divisive. It was us, and that we actually grew, and I think this is one of the great things about important figures in our past, whether they're in politics or art or sports, is that they tend to change us. You know, we, this team, my daughter Sarah and her husband Dave, we made a film on Jackie Robinson, same sort of thing. If yeah. you're a, uh, a Brooklyn Dodger fan and a racist, you got three choices. You can change teams, but guess what? They're coming. You can change sports, but guess what? They're coming, or you can change. And that's what Jackie did, and this is this is the next generation of, of, of a great are who, uh, in a sport that's much more than the sport, but is touching all of us in society and reminding us of places we need to go in order to get better. Mm. I want to uh, harken back to the something you said at the beginning, which is the, the truth is that, and and you, you find this a lot with your your uh, documentaries. Ken is that you pick people who are flashpoints to so much else, and he is at the nexus of so much that is what's going on uh, culturally and politically and all of that stuff. So, uh, so you as the documentarian and, and your crew, you, again, you've 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 happened upon this wealth of new stuff that has not been seen before. In in editing and whittling that down, how <laughs> it's almost incomprehensible how you would it's, pull that off. Thank you. It's it's the people would presume that making a film is additive. It's like you know you're building a house. It's architecture, but it's architecture only if you bring four or five hundred times the amount of material you need to the construction site. I mean, we it's a subtractive process. We collect hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage and interviews with him. We conduct hundreds of hours of interviews. We find all 15,000-plus still photographs, and then we have to, to use a Kentucky metaphor, the state of his birth. Mm. We have to distill this down into some elixir that, that will be palatable. And that means our cutting room floor doesn't have bad stuff. It has really good stuff. And you'd look at it and go, Burns, you've lost your mind. Why isn't that in? And I would say, oh, well, that was in six months ago, but it destabilized this. And we realized we could do without that because later on in, in episode three, we, so it is this seven-year chess game at the highest level. You wake up at three in the morning and go, oh, I got it. I took something that opens the film. It used to be safely and beautifully embedded deep into the third of four episodes. And I 
destabilize that episode by pulling it out and putting it at the very front of the film because it gives a sense of his, his humanity with very little effort. And then we eventually found something that fit in the place where it was uh, that thing was missing in the third episode. But that's like one out of a million, no exaggerations. When people say a million, they're exaggerating. But over the course of seven years, the decisions made by our team are at least that many. Do you think we'll ever, make I mean, do you think we'll ever see, uh, you, you talked about the fights, the, the fight of the century, the thriller in Manila, the, the, the rumble in the jungle. I remember when the big thing was you'd have theaters, movie theaters would carry closed circuit yeah. of the, the fights. Yeah, it, circuit. It, it was a pop culture phenomenon. It was unbelievable. Will we ever see anything like that? You know, it's hard to think that even boxing could come back. I mean, I asked the sports writers who've been interviewing me over the last few months to name the heavyweight champion, and none have been able to. Hmm. It's because after Muhammad Ali, who cares? I guess it was Mike Tyson, but he bit somebody's ear, and that was it. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, once you've, once you've gotten a taste of this extraordinary human being, the very brutal sport of boxing kind of seems irrelevant even to this story, though I am very proud of the way we've handled 20 or so of the most important fights, including everyone that you mentioned, first yeah. list and second list and rumble in the jungle, that sort of stuff. Anyway, guys, I'm so glad to be with you next time in person, please. Yes, yes. yes. Ken, we love you. Thanks for all the great work, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Take right. care. Take care. Right. Ken Bye. Burns, guys. Yay. We didn't have much time with him, unfortunately. but um, He is going to focus in, Preston, on the next uh, PBS series that he's going to do on the Snackables shortage. The, the, yeah, the yeah, Lunchables. Yeah, 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 the Lunchables. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen, that's really cut to the uh, the heart of America. Uh, you know, the interesting thing about Muhammad Ali is, is uh, I, growing up, uh, saw him. So, you know, the, most of the things I saw was uh, uh, archive footage of him. Yeah, yeah. And the whole, you know, I'm the greatest of all time, yeah. and, and taunting the face. I I never have liked people who brag constantly, and so therefore I grew up not being a Muhammad Ali fan. And it wasn't until later that I realized and found out, even from his, uh, from the people he was facing off against, and it's it's part and parcel of the showmanship of yeah. uh, combat sports like this. That it was calculated. He planned all this stuff. It was he would sometimes plan it with his opponent. Yes. We're going to drum up this. Yeah. We're going to get excitement, and guess what? We all win. We all win with this. And he would play the part of kind of the bad guy. Or yeah. The show up on purpose. Yeah. To build up all that hype and excitement. And then when we had Chuck Wepner here in the studio, and he was going on about Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Being one of the finest individuals he's ever met and i was just like wow yeah. it was really something special well that's part of the deal yeah. and, and 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 it did he did get blowback uh, you know from that 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 oh this this guy is so full of himself and that mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. all part of the deal some people some other the boxers he faced didn't didn't like it as well mm-hmm. but in the at the end now sh- tell me Tell me who is isn't a direct descendant of that oh. in 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 mixed martial arts or anything when you have you know the the, the big face of it and the braggadocia as as uh, yeah, Don King, King, Don King but is that where Don King comes in? Like, is does he come in to do that so that they don't have to? Well, see, no, see, uh, Ali was very orchestrated. He he knew yeah he knew his his whole deal. And in fact, part of his thing, and if you if you you know read about him, or uh, uh, there've been a number of documentaries about you know the in ring antics that are sort of what Apollo Creed is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, those were all part of the thing of, of selling, of building the mythos. Yeah, and that's how he be- now. 
The difference was Ali could always back it up in yes, the ring. Yes, he could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the uh, the interactions between uh, you know him him and Cosell. They they built this weird little. I wanted to ask Ken about know, that. How I important know. was that? Because to me, you it's hard sometimes to think of them without as you know. <laughs> he would make fun of Cosell's weight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. he would. He would. And and Cosell, you remember the interview where where he asked him if he was being truculent about something? He's like, yeah. truck. I don't even know what truculent means. <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It's going right at him. But look, I, I loved it. I think one of the sad things is obviously you had this big, vibrant guy. <laughs> is a picture of him wig. pointing at Cosell's <laughs> toupee. Is is you know what? Oh. Obviously, you got you get battered a lot in the in the in the ring, and he you know he was uh, had the, the the Parkinson's, the debilitating Parkinson's towards the end. Um, so it was it was hard to see him that way. But um, you know, again. One of the things that blew my mind, I was saying this to you, Casey, prior to all this, is that in the movie The Greatest, he, which is about Muhammad Ali, he plays Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. He's playing himself in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. If you remember that movie, it came out after oh. Rocky came out, and Rocky reincited the, you know, the love of the boxing film, the classic right. boxing film. And if you look at The Greatest, it's Muhammad Ali playing himself. No kidding. Yep, yep. I've never seen that yeah. movie. Okay. There was a special on ESPN uh, a few months back about um, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, uh, Steve, and they were on with um, uh, Howard Corsell. They did the world, Wide World of Sports. Yes. And it turned <clears throat> into a brawl. They, were, they ended up fighting each other. And, and you could... <laughs> the funny thing for me about that was that Ali knew how good that was for the sport, for yep. the ratings, for the TV, and for for people to pay attention to it. Frazier was just pissed. Yes. He, he felt like he was being made fun of. He, he felt w- like yes. he was being set up. Yeah. And, and Ali is looking at this as sort of, sort of a bigger picture thing. He's like, if we get in a fight on TV, but he Ali would just goad him and goad him and mm-hmm. goad him, and Frazier would fall for it. He would he, take the bait. To that point, Nick, it's my understanding, and I, this is what I've le- heard throughout the years, is that... Ali had great respect yeah. for Frazier mm-hmm. and yeah. how, how a formidable opponent he was. I probably, had I been an adult, I would have been pulling for Frazier to beat the crap. Well, I was. Ali, yeah. I was. Just because to shut that guy up. Yes. You know what I mean? But that was that, but was, that was the was... brilliance of what they exactly. were doing. That's, ex- that's the same tactic that was used in professional wrestling and has, has totally. been for years. You needed a bad guy. That's why I hated Ric Flair so much. And, and now you years love him. later, I'm like, that dude was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Frazier, you know, was this blue-collar Philly guy, too. Like, And all of yes. a sudden, you're going up against this world talent of Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, who was more cosmopolitan, who was, you know, world-renowned. He's a worldly-known good guy, really. Yes. He was. Yeah. But, you know, Frazier was, was not that. He was sort of the antithesis to, to what Muhammad Ali was uh, and probably suffered as a result. But those three matches, man, I mean, just the, <laughs> some of the pinnacle, it's probably the pinnacle of heavy, heavyweight fighting. I, yeah. You don't see anything like it. And no. again, to understand it, and it would be, you'd see it on the movie, marquee outside. It would say mm-hmm. closed circuit. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, fight. And, and it was, mm. uh, people would go to the theater to watch now, which you do pay per yep. view on. But it was a huge event. Uh, so the series is out as we speak. And like you said, it's streaming on PBS's uh, platform if you want to catch the next episode. Otherwise, it's going to be on PBS uh, tonight at 8 o'clock. It's a four-part episode. So Ken Burns' stuff is the best. It's, yeah. It's the absolute it's best. amazing. All right, I want to take a break because we have another shot at winning cash. Uh-huh. I want to make sure we're on time for that, which will be promptly at 10 a.m. So let's take a break. Come back in just a second. We'll get the B-file. We'll get the money clips. And we'll have it all when we return. What's new? Glad you asked. Iron Maiden. Hailstorm. 
Flower. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, just to let you guys know, fall officially arrives Wednesday afternoon, and this is from a text I got, and Thursday is the first full day of fall. That is from someone named Cecily Tynan. Ah. ah. She thinks she's qualified. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she she was listening, and uh, she texted in. So it's, it's officially here Wednesday afternoon, but the first full day is going to be on Thursday. So that means we get equal parts of daylight and... and yes. I try to stay up for a full 24 hours just to see it. You should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 12 hours of each. Yeah. yeah. You ever pull like a like a full-on 24 hours awake? Yeah, yeah. Many, any, many longer than, any longer than that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, almost two days. Wow. Yeah. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. On purpose? Yes. Okay. Sadly. Oh. No, yeah, it was on <laughs> Uh, I haven't done that since I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that anymore. That's when I was doing stand-up comedy, and I was going around and had to get to different gigs, and so there was travel time, and uh, it was not the smartest thing to do, but I did it. That's hard, man. Uh, All right, we have have about a minute remaining uh, before we get to... Uh, the money clip, the first one of the day. Uh, just a reminder, with fall rapidly approaching, uh, that the Camp Out for Hunger is rapidly approaching, well, November 1st to the 5th. So, yes. as Kathy was saying earlier this morning, it's much earlier than uh, last year. And uh, we're, we're trying this out. We had a, a, some scheduling issues. So, we're like, yeah, we'll take this out for a spin, see if it works. Normally, we're at the end of November. We're at the beginning of November this time around. It made the most sense... To do it the way we've done it yeah. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have details hopefully coming soon. We're still in meetings about how it's all going to be handled and how many people can come. Because last year, nobody could come. Uh, this year, maybe some. We don't really know yet. We're still, you know, waiting to see how uh, everything plays out. And uh, But we're in the preparing stages as we speak. We'll do it like the Emmys. We'll all wear tuxedos and gowns and sit at large tables in a big tent. I kind of like the sound of that. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know if I you want to wear a tuxedo, tuxedo every morning. Not the whole yeah. time, anyway. <laughs> uh, but it will be here November 1st to the 5th. So there you go. Details, WMMR.com if you need it. It's time. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. I don't always eat pizza with ranch dressing! Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, the keyword is hero. H-E-R-O. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do that. Uh, you can text it to our special contest short code number. I'm still laughing at the clip. 45911. Uh, or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you want to enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins that $500 prize in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone if you get that call. Contest rules are here, are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So the number you need to know again is HERO, H-E-R-O. Enter it now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. And it is brought to you by the Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia, covering five counties with over 90 breweries. And a thousand beers. Don't miss a full weekend along the craft beer trail of Greater Philadelphia. And you can get your fill at visitphilly.com. All right, let me see. I had a lengthy story. I think I want to lead with uh, that. Yeah, you know what? I mentioned this, uh, teased this earlier this morning. So 
Uh, for over three months, a small necklace with a golden ticket attached lay buried in the ground at Highland Park, waiting to be found. And a guy named Andrew Maz, a 39-year-old father from Colorado, did just that. On August 29th, he worked at the park, dug up a ticket uh, beneath the Vermont-covered bridge. And with that, he became the new owner of a 4,000-square-foot candy factory in Florida. So it was buried this? on purpose? Yes, I do. That's yes. It was the guy who created right. Jelly Bellies. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so the find was the culmination of a year-long nationwide Willy Wonka-inspired treasure hunt that led had 35,000 people solving riddles and then scouring the country for golden tickets hidden inside every or hidden in every state. But the final ticket uh, for the ultimate candy factory prize lay quietly underground in Highland Park. Uh, the scavenger hunt was orchestrated by David Candyman Klein, who developed the Jelly Belly brand in 76 for Candyman Kitchens. Last year, he and his partner, Stephanie, 30 Acre, uh, had drove around the country, hiding tickets in every state, and then creating four-line riddles, uh, leading hunters to the prize. And there were tons of different prizes yes. you could win, but the last one was for the candy factory. When Klein announced Treasure Hunt in September, it gained national attention, and that's when Maz had come under uh, come across the contest. He said he loves riddles and adventures. He even met his wife during a year-long mission trip around the world that was based on the amazing race. Uh, he ended up uh, registering for the hunt in Colorado, uh, Kansas, Wyoming, South Dakota, but never found a ticket. He said he did solve the riddle for the ticket in Kansas and was on his way to get it when another contestant, contestant beat him by about a minute before he arrived. Wow. Then on Memorial Day weekend, the final riddle... For the last ticket was released for everyone who had registered for the state hunt. And it read, here's the here's the clue. Don't have an instant idea for a treasure diehard. We see witches nearby to stand guard. Go solve and search as low as our toe. Why find a nut and walks are no foe. Uh. Maz instantly started working on solving the puzzle. For months, he worked tr- through the clues but kept hitting dead ends. As the weeks dragged on, no one found the ticket. He then started to realize smaller clues to help, including narrowing down the search area from six states to just Illinois and Indiana. He said that's when Moz hit on the idea that a treasure diehard was Indiana Jones. Ah. Okay. Uh, and so Klein had narrowed it down to right. two states. Uh, the ticket was in Indiana. So he started looking at cities in the state and came across Nick Kokomo. No way! And that's when the line, don't have an instant idea, made him think of the Beach Boys song Kokomo because the lyrics were we'll get there fast and we'll take it slow. <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch. Wow. That is a big stretch. But he figured it out. It's the only good thing to come out of that song. Yeah. He said it was such a fun name and I knew David was a fun light-hearted person and it felt right so he started looking at all the parks in the city knowing the tickets were always hidden in public spaces. Maz found a photo on Google Maps of the two pavilions near the Vermont-covered bridge in Highland Park. He said they looked like two witches' hats. Uh-huh. And that's where he got the idea. I would never have been able to do this. Mm-mm. So August 28th, the clues fell into place. At midnight, he bought a 6 a.m. flight for Denver, uh, from Denver to Indianapolis. He landed that morning, drove straight to Kokomo. After a 30-minute search, he knew that it was buried somewhere under the bridge after looking around the display of Old Ben and the Sycamore Stump. Uh, he earlier provided, a client had earlier provided all contestants with a close-up photo of the spot as a clue which showed metal from the sun glinting in the picture. He knew it had to be under the Northwest Metal Truss of the bridge. He started digging, saw the glint of a metal ticket in the ground. He said, I can't believe it. After all this time, I had it. It was so surreal. I've been thinking about this for a year, so it was crazy. It was a crazy mix of adrenaline and excitement. 
He registered his fine on the treasure hunt website. 20 minutes later, Klein called him and told him he won the candy factory. That's pretty cool. Isn't that awesome? Uh, and then so, he pushed that button, Preston. Uh, yeah. and he, went, f- he went through the ceiling. So uh, he now on the plant, which makes um, an edible sand art treat called Sandy Candy, ah. along with other sweet concoctions. But he doesn't... Uh, he knew he couldn't pick up his wife and two kids and move them to Florida to run the business. So instead, the two are now working on an agreement in which Klein gives him the factory and then buys it back from him. How much does he stand to make up after all this crap? Because I, 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 it better be worth it. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Maz said that he's fine with whatever the agreement turns out to wow. be. Not he's me. Seen it as an adventure. Better be a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I thought that was a pretty awesome. That story. is pretty awesome. So, I, I admire people who have that sort of diligence mm. that can stick to it. I would I would tap out immediately. Uh, here's a pretty funny story. I don't know if you guys caught this or not. Or not. A plane carrying the USC football team and staff actually tipped backwards on the tarmac as they were making their way to Saturday's game <laughs> against Washington State. Some big guys, like it popped a wheelie, yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So. Uh, the team plane was sitting on the tarmac after arriving at its destination, and suddenly it tipped backward, causing the nose of the plane to go up in the air. Oh. So, yeah, they're a bunch of big guys, but yeah. that would take a lot to yeah, tip yeah. An, an aircraft back like that. Uh, some members of the program... I would st- get off that flight, personally. Yeah. ...were still on the plane when the incident occurred, but many were already off the plane. Everyone else exited the plane without incidents uh, once it was secure, and I haven't seen any explanation as to why that happened because it's a big it's like a 737 it's huge uh so we'll have to see if they ever come up with an explanation for that and then we'll do one more story and we will wrap it up let's end with this one hundreds of birds migrating through new york city this week died after crashing into the city's glass towers a mass casualty event spotlighted by a new york audubon volunteers tweets showing the world trade center littered with bird carcasses this happened in Philly a couple yeah, of years absolutely. ago. Absolutely, I remember. That's why they asked they asked the buildings to dim their lights. This week's avian death toll was particularly high, but bird strikes on Manhattan skyscrapers are a persistent problem. The New York City Audubon has documented for years, said Caitlin Parkins, the group's associate director. Stormy weather Monday night into Tuesday contributed to deaths, she said. She said we had a big storm and sort of weird weather and lots of birds, and that's uh, sort of the perfect combination that can lead to bird window collisions. It seems that the storm might have brought the birds in lower than they would have otherwise been or just uh, disoriented in. Uh, the effects uh, that affects uh, the effects of nocturnal light on birds yeah. is also quite strong, especially when it's cloudy at night. Uh, so a volunteer who tweeted about finding nearly 300 birds on sidewalks surrounding the New World Trade Center said the experience was overwhelming. Is the Audubon Society going to go ahead with their plans to provide tiny helmets for the birds? You'd think yeah. that they would do some kind of preventative measure like that. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. All right, so about six minutes left to enter the word for the $500 in our MMR money clip, and the word is HERO, H-E-R-O. So make sure that you get that now. Text it to 45911 or enter it on the app or WMMR.com. Again, the word is HERO. Come and get that money. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. 
Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Money's great because we have a brand new Word of the Week prize that we get you all excited for, and I think this one we can all be excited about. Front row, four-pack of front row seats, and those are the ones right behind the pit. So if the pit is a bit much for you and you don't want to stand up the whole time, you got the front row right there. It's perfect. And and it comes along with VIP access, which includes food and drinks. Oh, you're going to love this. Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents MMRBQ 2021. So we will have the letter of the day coming up at the end of the program to get you started. And then if you win Friday, man, next day, you just got to turn around and get some people to go. Yep. And you're going to be taken care of in style. Uh, so, lesson question. We are giving away this week a digital download of The Shawshank Redemption. Whoa. can never go wrong with that. And we are asking this question. What underground facility is Kim Kardashian building under her Hidden Hills estate? And it's not a vault. No. That's what she says she's building. But we know better. Yeah. So, what underground facility is Kim Kardashian building under her Hidden Hills estate? Let's see if you were listening earlier this morning. If you know, get on it and start calling us now. 215-263-WMMR because we'll get a winner when we're done getting the track. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by uh, Liberty Safes of New Jersey in Mount Laurel and Bordentown. They carry the largest selection of home, office, and gun safes in the tri-state area. Wow. You can shop online at libertysafesnj.com. What's up, Steve? Well, former teen mom and backdoor porn star Farah Abraham says her lawsuit against Harvard Online has not soured her on getting a degree from an Ivy League school. Abraham says she doesn't let go once she locks her ass onto something. Yeah. <gasps> Kim Kardashian denying claims that a rapper named Wack 100 has an additional sex tape of her and former boyfriend Ray J. Wack 100 says the new tape goes where the old one didn't, which, judging by the first tape, must mean intercourse with her left ear. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Kate Upton, husband Justin Verlander, and their two-year-old daughter were seen taking in Aspen, Colorado over the weekend. Asked, what is the best part of being a family man? Verlander quickly responded, my wife has huge jugs. Wow. <laughs> Hollywood trash. He, that's every question he answers. Yes. It's, it's, that's uh, his response. Yeah. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. What underground facility is Kim Kardashian building under her Hidden Hills estate? And we're going to go to Joe, see if he knows. Hey, Joe. Hey. All right, Joe, what is uh, Kim uh, building under her Hidden Hills estate? A missile silo. Yes, yeah. sir. We're going to take care of you, my friend. And Missile Silo's correct answer. We're going to give you a digital download of the Shawshank Redemption. Relive extraordinary performances by Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins in an experience, and experience the iconic film about the triumph of the human spirit again. It's available now for the first time on 4K Ultra HD. Music news time. 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling. You can get cash today. If you need cash fast, bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at ArmorMetalsRecycling.com. I'm going to start with an announcement. Oh! Sometimes that's something I might end with, but I think I'm going to start with an announcement. And this is a concert coming to town Saturday, February 12th. It'll be at the BB&T Pavilion. I assume it's going to be inside because it's February. Yes. Uh, but MMR uh, is happy to announce two bands, Ghost and Volbeat. Yeah, Ghost and Volbeat with special guest Twin Temple. And tickets will be on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. That's a pretty big show. Our buddy Jackie Bam Bam will have tickets all week long for you to win. So make sure you listen nights here uh, on MMR for your opportunity to grab those tickets. Complete details at WMMR.com, including another chance to win for MMR VIP members. Ah. So I'll reiterate once again. Saturday, February 12th. At the BB&T Pavilion, MMR presents Ghost and Bullbeat with Twin Temple. And tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. So that should be cool. We'll see about uh, maybe getting... Uh, uh, oh Tobias. God. Yes, Tobias. Thank Tobias. you. I'm like, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. You want me to come on your show? Yes, we do. Oh, come on your show. Okay. <laughs> he was a nice guy. He was an interesting was. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll get him back in the studio. All right, what else we have here for you this morning? This is pretty cool. Uh, former Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist Josh Klinghoffer joined Pearl Jam as they played their first concert in three years on Saturday at the See Here Now Festival in Asbury Park. That's pretty cool. Announced- oh, this is the big show you're talking about, Nick. Right? They announced afterwards he's a permanent member of the touring band now. That is correct, yeah. yeah. A representative for Pearl Jam confirmed Klinghoffer's role as a touring musician with the band. Uh, Pearl Jam played a 20-song headlining set at the festival, including several from their latest album, Gigaton, Giga. uh, live for the first time. Uh, they also honored Charlie Watts with a performance of the Rolling Stones' Waiting on a Friend and Wish List. And they covered Bruce Springsteen's My City Ruins. And uh, they also brought out Lenny Kay to help them close the show with Rockin' in the Free World. But uh, My City of Ruins by Bruce is on The Rising, and uh, it's about Asbury Park. He wrote that. Oh, is it? Yeah, he wrote a lot of The Rising about um, about September 11th, but uh, that song came out before September 11th happened, and uh, that's, that song is about Asbury Park. So Klinghoffer was the guy who, he, he 10 years ago, he was, um, uh, he was let go, I'm sorry, in 2019 after 10 years with the band. Uh, he had replaced... Um, John Frusciante. Thank you. I'm losing it on names here. It's okay. Uh, Frusciante and then Frusciante was brought back in. We, last time we had Chad Smith on, right. we had found out, you know, earlier in the year that uh, uh, Klinghoffer, or that um, uh, Frusciante was being brought in, brought in, and it was just like, yeah, the guy. He's always even been a he part felt of the band. bad about it, but it was yeah. all. You could understand it, and he was he was very cool about it. I'm glad he's uh, now a permanent member. So, Nick, what do you think about this, having another member of Pearl Jam of sorts? I think it kind of adds to the sound a little bit. Yeah. You know, it probably takes a little bit of the onus off of um, McCready to do guitar solo stuff. And they have this guy, Boom Gasper, who does um, keys. He plays on the Hammond keyboard, Hammond organ, and 
Uh, so, they, you know, I like when bands expand and change around a little bit. I'm, I'm cool with it. it. It fleshes it out, right, Nick? It totally fleshes it out. Uh, I, we did not talk about this on air, but I wanted to mention real quick that I got offered tickets to go to the show at $1,300 a pop. <laughs> yep. And it's my did favorite you know? band, uh, but no. And, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it's just like... You know, it was VIP, and it was um, all you can eat and oh. these decent seats and all you can drink. Yeah, I mean, I think you got the access to a golf cart to get you around. And unlimited Lunchables. <laughs> Some Lunchables. But, I mean, come on, man. $1,300. $1,300. Bucks. Yeah, and that's that's just me. If I wanted yeah. to take somebody, it would have been $2,600. So, I mean, God uh, bless these guys. But, that, no, that's insane. Were, were there non Thirteen hundred dollars yes. a ticket. That was the VIP okay. seats. And, and, and before you have like a reaction, those were eleven hundred dollars seats. <laughs> it was two days. It wasn't just it, you got. So you got last night, which was the Smashing Pumpkins, and Saturday night, which was uh, the, was Pearl Jam. And it's it was, for, for a charity, is it not? Well, I don't know about that. Uh, okay, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was two days worth of, of festival shows. Um, but uh, yeah, you, there were there were tickets that were available that were general admission that were not thirteen hundred dollars. There was also a super super uh, extra special VIP. That I'm not kidding, seventy eight hundred dollars, seventy eight, and I think that got a, a, you access to like a house for the weekend, like some kind of oh. fancy beach house in Asbury Park or whatever. <laughs> but these were all available for sale. And Do you know what the, like the a standard one day ticket would have cost you? Yeah, like one fifty or something. One hundred fifty dollars. Like Hang on a second, I'm going to go to Bob. Bob, are you there? Hey, how you doing? Good, Bob. You could afford a hundred and fifty dollar ticket, couldn't you? I think I might be able to. Yeah, why's that? I just won five hundred bucks. How about that? That's our money clip winner right there, gang. Bob did it. Uh, Bob, where are you from, my man? From uh, Tabernacle, but I'm actually from Harleysville. Where you're from? Harleysville. Oh. Nice, dude. Excellent. Well, we'll we'll meet at uh, we'll get some sexy fries at uh, Butcher and Barkey. <laughs> uh, and, and, and and you're buying, by the way. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's awesome, guys. Hey, congratulations, man. $500 just for listening to MMR. We are happy to to give it to you, my man. Congratulations, and hang on the line. We'll make sure we take care of you. All right, buddy? All right, you guys rock. Rock on, Bob. What happened to our song? Uh, I turned it off. Oh, okay. Here it is. $700 more, you could have had a really good season. Sure. <laughs> All right, so Bob is our winner, and your next opportunity is coming up at noon. And uh, Ray Coob is going to be doing that today because uh, uh, Pierre is out. What was the? Not that you paid for it, or that. What, what was the concert you went to with the most expensive available tickets? Um, I the oh, Stones. Uh, aren't the Stones routinely? The most I've ever paid yeah. was uh, to see the Police Reunion Tour. Oh, uh, there you go. Do you remember what Citizens it was? Citizens Bank Park. It was, like, for a pair of tickets, it was over $1,000. Okay, because um, I went. I think I sat next to you for that. Mm, were you next to me? Maybe not. I don't know. But I was there. Yeah, uh, I got him for 50 bucks. <laughs> no, because I, Bruno Mars I went to, and... It was extremely expensive, but I wanted to see them. And actually, I talked to Marissa about it, and she's like, look, it's like, pay pay the price, go see him, and then you've seen him. You know, you don't have to, it's not somebody you have to go to every single so time. So if you look at his one one cash yeah, outlay, like, and then you're good. The, yeah, like, I got it's, you. Some, it's definitely a show to see. Um, so I did. I, I bought them, and I went, and I mean, it was great. Well, yeah. to, that, to that point, again, you, you talk about the magic of a, of, of a night where you see an event. And it's and then it's gone. So you 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 know you spend the money and hope for the best, right? That, that you're going to yeah. get that event that justifies it. It was also the loudest show I've ever been to. 
Yeah, and I think uh, the other pricey ticket was um, Paul McCartney. Yeah. And uh, I, I paid for getting some good seats for yeah. that. But, but listen, I just the other day, I was just thinking about what a magical night that was. It means everything. I, I got my money's worth yeah. out of that in, in my, you know, justification of it. So. So some of the kids started college a little later. That's yeah, all. yeah, it's, yeah. you know, there's there's a give and take. You can yeah. catch up. But uh, <laughs> it, was, it was magic. All right, uh, an updated version of Ozzy Osbourne's Hellraiser will be issued as a standalone release on Ozzy's birthday, December 3rd. The special 10-inch black vinyl single features three versions of... <laughs> What? <laughs> it's stupid. I can't. I can't even. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So my back itches. Your okay. back itches. My back itches. Could you scratch that from me? I need yeah. back scratcher. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm in the middle of this, and I just imagine. <clears throat> I just imagine myself freaking out live on the air. And having to scratch my back. Oh, and I'm that chained around in Switzerland. Could somebody scratch my back again? It's just got stuck in my head. Uh, Slipping bodies over the ravine. Ah, oh, on my shoulder blade there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, that's good. You got it. It's right there. Uh, All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Th- and thank you, Casey. Just handed me the back scratcher. <laughs> but it was distracting me. And I was thinking, what if I absolutely freaked out yeah. right now on air? I can't do this. My back itches. Back to the music news. Back um, to the music news. So, uh, let's see. In addition to the new Hellraiser mashup, which was remixed by Rob uh, Kanelsky. Oh. The old Kanelsky. The old Kanelsky. Yeah. Uh, the ten got the Kanelsky touch. Will include the classic original Ozzy track with Motorhead's version of the same song as the B side. Stuff's just sopping with Kanelsky. And speaking of uh, of different um, producers, specials that, specials that no, you know, like uh, re-releases and things yes. like that. Uh, I'm not even going to go through the list of Don't. stuff for this because it's too much. Uh, Kiss has released. Uh, their Super Deluxe 45th Anniversary Edition of the band's classic 1976 Destroyer album. Uh, Kiss Destroyer 45th will be issued uh, as its four-CD Blu-ray audio it. box set. And then it, it lists... Tire Jack, Hot Air Balloons, and Russian <laughs> dolls. It lists all this stuff. A Fabergé yeah. egg. Russian nest Four hand puppets. <laughs> a colander. Lawn darts. <laughs> 60 miles of caulk. Destroyer, which was kisses. Irregular pens for dwarves. <laughs> that seems weird. Ignitable gum. Okay. <laughs> Road flares. Destroyer, which A is... A kit for mounting Marlin on your walls. Which is Kiss's fourth <laughs> studio album in the follow-up to the band's 1975 breakthrough double album Live. Was A original... jack-o'-lantern carving kit. Originally released on March 15, 1976. A and case made... of gold bond medicated powder. <laughs> Never <laughs> In addition to such music classes as Detroit Rock City, Shout It Out Loud, God of Thunder, King of the Nighttime World, and Do You and Love Briggs Me? And Stratton Melon Bowler. Destroyer also featured uh, drummer Peter Chris's ballad, Beth, which marks the band's first top ten hit. Wow, that so is So if you're a fan huge. with this stuff, as with anything, Preston, you know this is what you want. Yeah. You want this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just it's they, these packages are so voluminous. I wonder how even the most devoted fan could consume all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, Steve, they just announced another uh, Kiss Cruise too, and um, 
It's got uh, our buddy Craig Gass is going to be on there. Night Ranger, Queensryche, Sebastian Bach. My uh, Night Ranger. Yeah. My trainer, uh, Dwayne, goes on the... I know. Uh, yeah, and he... It raves about him, right? He lo- Preston, your sister does My stepsister well. yeah. goes oh. and, and ran into Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And on a random conversation, they found out that... <laughs> She's my my stepsister, oh my and, and he is friends with Steve. Dwayne, I'd like you to meet this young woman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Gene introduced yeah, them. Yeah. Wow, that's huge. You guys can both take a, a bit of caulk. All right, well, anyway, anyway, they're, they're having uh, the Destroyer uh, special box set coming up. Uh, how about this? Liam Gallagher yeah? from uh, Oasis said he injured his face falling out of a helicopter. Oh. Uh, the former frontman shared a photo of himself with a bandage on his nose on Twitter Saturday. I feel about 500 feet out of my face. Uh, Gallagher had been performing at the... Am I proud? He had been performing at the Isle of Wight Festival at Seaclose Park in Newport, England shortly before the accident. And I don't have any other details other than... My guess is it was it landed and he was trying to get out or, or, and fell out on us. Because we're looking at his face right here. It's it's dinged up, but it's not... Oh, I don't think he was airborne. Yeah, like he fell 50 feet. No, I don't think he... <laughs> jumped out of a flying aircraft or anything like that. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> this must be my everybody in the Acme helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Liam? <laughs> My friend fell out of a car. He smashed his face on the ground because no the car wasn't moving. Uh, he was trying to light somebody's shoes on fire. <laughs> wow, there's got to be other layers to this story. <laughs> like, there's a lot to unpack in those two sentences. Was he trying to get somebody a hot foot, or was he just lighting a, a I, pair of shoes on fire? It's just it's like, hey, uh, Fang, what happened to your face? And uh, yeah, I fell out of a car. How to fall out of a car. The story of how he got the name Fang is even better. Um, well, so so was was somebody having sitting in the car with their feet hanging out the window? No, I believe somebody was standing outside of the car with their back turned to him, and he bent over to reach to light their shoes on fire. And the car had, was not in motion. The car was not in motion, okay, but he fell. didn't. Uh, he broke his fall with his face. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Luckily, I landed on my face. <laughs> well, he and he—if he and Liam run into each other, yeah. mm-hmm. they got something they can talk to uh, each other about. Um, Metallica returned to its roots on Thursday night. They performed a 16-song set at San Francisco's The Independent. Uh, the group played the 500-capacity downtown club. Oh, that's intimate for them. Totally. And it previously hipped fans via social media, posting, "Hey." Going to let you in on a se- on a little secret. We're playing tonight at the Independent in downtown San Francisco. Grab a $20 bill and get your ass to the wow. box office right now. Proof of vax is required to get a wristband, and it's going to sell out fast. One ticket per person, cash only. Forgive me if I'm delusional here, but w- that killer show, did, was, that, did that, was that last week I think or it's this week? This week, isn't it? Isn't is it, it Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah. You remember that limited uh, small capacity? I think it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. 
I mean, we, we saw Red Hot Chili Peppers in a setting like this one time. It was unbelievable when you're seeing a band that can fill an arena play a... Uh, we, we were at the TLA. And, yeah. And, and that's, you know, what, maybe five 600 people, something like that? It's got to be wild. Yeah. Pretty damn cool. So I never, you know, when... when Opportunities like this, but I, I'm never, I never no, find out about that No, it's never at an opportune time. Nope. All right, one last story. Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp were once again spotted together, uh, this time on September 16th in Bayhead, New Jersey. Uh, the two working class rock legends posed for a picture with a fan on a board, on the boardwalk and were seen enjoying lunch together at the local... Uh, what is this? Dayoon Grass Cafe? Dune is Dayoon Grass Cafe. Yeah. Man, uh, this is some really good flatbread. According to industry sources, Mellencamp has been filming with Bruce in New Jersey. On a music video? Either for their collaborations on Mellencamp's upcoming album or something else. <gasps> Last April, the boss was spotted out uh, to dinner with Mellencamp in his hometown of Bloomington, Indiana. You want to go get some dinner? After laying down guitar and vocals on Mellencamp's still untitled 25th album. So they're working together, maybe, which is pretty cool. Bruce is looking pretty good these days. I think he thinned up a little bit. He did. Yeah. His yeah. Uh, trial started over the weekend, too. Um, right. Nothing like losing weight for a trial. <laughs> well, no. The, uh, that weird uh, ticket that he got last year for oh, a, that's uh, right. a DUI. I whatever. thought he was clear of that. I did, too. Uh, well, I saw Eddie Vedder coming out of a courtroom yesterday. and so the, Is he the, representing him? The, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not really good at love. I'll take a crack. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, I'm going to ask you to give me a little leeway. As I don't really have a law degree. <laughs> But Bruce did not commit that murder. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong paper. Well, I think it's that DUI. I think it's the United States versus Bruce Springsteen, unless it's yeah. a completely different. It's got to be something different right. because okay. he actually, they they um, they settled on that. that uh, I thought they did. Yeah, because it was, it was just at the point of... of um, being illegal, but Nick, what, what does it pertain to? I don't know. I saw Eddie coming out of a courtroom, uh, and this, the, uh, the court case is United States versus Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. That's why I intend to prove that he did not kill President Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Eddie, Wait a Ed, second. I never even. What? Eddie was wearing a hat that said um, uh, United States. He literally the United States versus Bruce Springsteen on Eddie Vedder's hat, and he had a mask on. It was a very bizarre photo. Huh. But I would Ed, like to get to the bottom of that. This uh, Mellon Camden Springsteen thing. Those guys walking around down the shore over the uh, it was like Thursday or Friday. A lot of people thought that that meant that Springsteen and Mellencamp would be performing with Pearl Jam over the weekend, and that mm, did not. They happen. did not. Yeah, are they working on an album? Uh, apparently, yeah. Springsteen and Mellencamp are. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Yeah, I think um, I-, I love John. Cougar Mellencamp. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. John Mellencamp, whatever you want to call him. All right. Uh, that's all we have in music news, uh, by the way. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll wrap it up. We'll get the letter day, the word of the week. We'll move on. We just gave away 500 bucks. Maybe Ray Coob has got your shot at, or you know he has your shot. He at, does. But he might very well have your name in mind. You might win. We'll find out. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Lamar Spotlight's the best rock with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Foxtrot and the Get Down. See him live at the MM Barbecue. Foxtrot and the Get Down, your local shots artist of the month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. 
Now, a good time had by all, I believe, at least us here in the studio. We've enjoyed it. We gave away some money with the money clips just yeah. a while ago. Listener Bob called in, won $500. That's not over. It's just getting started, actually. Uh, and I would like to take a moment to thank our guests on the program. We had all three members of the local punk band Froggy, uh, who we found out about last week, and they have a song called 7-Eleven Nachos. <laughs> and uh, the three ladies, two of them who are still in high school, uh, got in touch with us, and they are going to write a Preston and Steve jingle. We're honored. A uh, little, little ditty, a little song, and we are honored. So uh, we have their stuff posted on PrestonandSteve.com. We posted it on our social. They, uh, they're they a lot of fun. They were really cool. So nice to have them on. And, of course, of course always nice to have Mr. Ken Burns, <laughs> the legendary documentarian. And he told us about um, Muhammad Ali, which is uh, is running now. The first episode's out. The segment is out today on PBS, but you can also stream it on PBS's streaming platform. But just always a wealth of knowledge and a really super intelligent, nice guy. Yeah, and they got a hold of, as, as he always does, footage that has rarely, if ever, been seen. Yeah, it's very cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I'm looking forward to seeing and seeing now, Mr. Ray Coon. Hey, 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 How's everybody doing this We're morning? We're good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm awake. I usually see you guys a lot. When you're coming in and I'm yes, going out. That's right. Nice so when I get in and and I walk by and I see Ray in the studio, it's it's like, hey Ray, morning, and then that's it because yep. I have to get right into my work. I got to uh-huh. get into my prep right. work, and I always right. feel bad because Ray's been sitting there all night long <laughs> by myself for hours alone, and I'm like, man, I would love to talk to you, but I have so much stuff to do. Ah, it's but, cool. It's but, cool. You know, it's just always good to see you guys coming in to yeah. make the city happy to start another day. <laughs> well, and, thank and you. This sir. morning, we hope uh, that's the case. This morning, definitely the case. I discovered my new favorite punk rock band thanks to you guys. Ah, yeah, Froggy man, Jake and Froggy. Huh? <laughs> and I found out that uh, you know you mentioned. That one of the kids or a couple of kids go to CB West. Yeah. Who knew that my little town of Doylestown is becoming the new punk rock center? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Already had a conversation with uh, Mike from the uh, house, uh, School of Rock up there. Uh-huh. We're uh, planning world domination. The signs are being made. I break for Froggy. They'll be planted around both schools and That's get funny. the thing going. Nice. They'll start serving, they, serving once, pizza balls for lunch. Yeah. Right. And then once they bring in the theme, you know, their theme song for yeah. you guys, that's the next big brick in the wall, so to speak. Oh, it's yeah. There's pizza, pizza ball. Or some 7-Eleven nachos, which, that by too. the way, good song. Not so great nachos. I think the nachos are actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm actually a fan of them. They're, really? they're, they're junk food nachos. and well, exactly what you want. It is 7-Eleven junk food yeah. heaven, so. Yeah. Ray, we need to en- oh, yeah. enlist your uh, uh, abilities to give us a letter of the day. You ready? I am. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter C. Oh, C. C. I will say it's inspired by the content of your show this morning, starting with the letter C. Okay. C. All right. C is the first letter. And we're giving away a four-pack of front row tickets, which are just behind the pit. And VIP access, including food and drinks, as Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia present MMRBQ 2021. It is this Saturday. BB&T Pavilion, of course, Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Dorothy, uh, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot in the Get Down. So wow. tickets to Party on the Lawn starts at just 25 bucks, And you can go to WMMR.com for all of the details. But that is this weekend, folks. Less Sweet. than a weekend, I know, right? 
Uh, what's up on the show today, Mr. Koob? Well, I will do some of the normal things that Pierre does, uh, except for I'm here on time. Right. And, yes. uh, so there's that. And, of course, the workforce blocks. I'm getting ready to uh, fill the cup of uh, Duncan and uh, get rocking with, uh, you know, big uh, coffee break music marathon to get us closer to noon and all that. Making your Monday bright. Mm. Nice. Excellent. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, as Ray just mentioned, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And uh, Will Mew works, uh, well, Wilmington University. If you're ready to make the move, then Will Mew works online or in person. You can learn more at wilm.edu. Tomorrow, it's a Tuesday, so we'll give away uh, a Preston Steve themed tattoo. Uh, we have more of the money clips, obviously, your chance to win more cash, and we'll fill in the blanks and have a good time on a Tuesday morning. That's it. We are done, so rage on and have a great day. And we shall see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary.